On today's monthly mutant examination, we talk about the current X-Men comics, our earliest X-Memories, how the Krakoan Age will wrap up, and all our X-Hopes and X-Dreams. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, with my special guest, King Krakoa himself, Aaron Rhodes. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's what's up with Marvel's Merry Mutants. This is The State of X. Welcome and salutations to uh, the first ever episode of State of X. It's that show brought to you by the Keeg, where we talk about all the X-Men news up until this point. Uh, sure, we're focusing on January 2024, because uh, we're just in the beginning of February and we can talk about that. Um, but, you know, uh, everything that the X-Men have been going through, the mutants in Marvel Comics and whatnot, uh, everything that they've been going through has led us up to this point. So, Sure, we're going to be talking about January 2024, but uh, we're going to talk about everything that's led up to this point. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and uh, I also got uh, the awesome guest, King Krakoa himself, Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? What's going on, my guy? It's uh, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. It's a eventful day in X-related news, and, and you know, it's a exciting time. Well, not exciting time. Uh... It's a interesting time to be an X fan right now, and we're just, you know, basking in the fall of X and hopefully what ensues. Yes. So, yeah. It is. Uh, I don't know. It's been it's been weird and wild and like yeah. some people, you know, uh, people who don't know. What was I doing here? Uh, people who don't know like what's going on with X Men right now, mm-hmm. like like things have been going on with X-Men for the past yeah. however many years, right? And right. so, um, like, that's been wild with the Krakoan age and whatnot. Uh, oh, some sure. people some people know X-Men from the cartoons, right? And for those of them mm-hmm. who are trying to jump in, you know, hopefully this show will kind of help them adjust if anyone wants to catch up to comics yeah. and and know what's going on or, or just, you know, uh, people who are... Who are um, interested in like their favorite x-men and like oh Mm -hmm. i wonder what they're up to now uh that it's been so long since you know a lot of people have read comics uh we're here to fill them in right and that's the good thing about this age it's a good time to get into x-men because if you're just like any character that they're doing this reboot has kind of been like a jumping off point and they still remind you of the old time so if you want to you can get into those but like this is a good jumping off point for people especially for people who are like i wonder how my character is doing that i just thought that i've always liked but never really like saw that much of in this on new age like they've been giving like the c-listers like some like shine in this so like yeah that's what's so great about it and i i'm i'm interested to see how they're gonna do it going forward yeah I mean, people, you know, some people have read comics when they were they were younger, and then they stop right. at a certain point and they never got back mm-hmm. to it. And that's understandable, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. me, uh, I kept going, right? And like, mm-hmm. and and for people out there that don't realize that like comics aren't just for kids. Like, there's a clear like there are kid comics and there are mm-hmm. adult comics and. Teenager comics, I guess, going into adult. Yeah. X-Men's not a kid's comic. Right. It it is and it isn't. It depends okay. on the it depends on the series. This okay. one, this one is definitely for sure like this is a good teen book, maybe like a a basking like 15, 16, maybe. Yeah. I, I and I say that because I just started in I my first thing as a teenager was reading new X-Men. So like I got into the 
raunchier side of of oh, the X Men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I come into it as with infidelities and like you know Emma Fro- Emma Frost talking about her like previous like co habit. Like you know, like yeah. this is the this is the moments I come into. So I'm like, this seems like a good little like jumping off point because it's not too crazy, but it's just good enough. <laughs> yeah. What uh, you said. You said you got into reading X Men with new X Men, yeah, for sure. Which was like Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison's like early two mm-hmm. thousands onwards X Men run mm-hmm. that lasted what like yep. five years or so. Um, yeah, it lasted for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. what drew you to new X Men? Because I'll be honest, mm-hmm. me as mm-hmm. a kid, I did not want to read new X Men. I didn't like the art. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't okay. like the art. I didn't like well because that the art is kind of like gross looking to a kid. It's just like. Yeah, know. in some in some of them, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? It's Frank well, Whiteley, right? So like, uh, I so. yeah. I I I never used to be a fan of Frank Whiteley. Now I can I can respect mm-hmm. him, but um, I, I I liked the more uh uh bright and shiny mutant stuff. So like, mm-hmm. even the even that. the bad ones, the ones that were like mm-hmm. when Juggernaut was on the on the team. Because oh, around that time, okay. New X Men was New X Men. I think Juggernaut yeah. was on Uncanny X Men. I think he was coming. Yeah, yeah, I think he was coming up right after on that one. When um, North Star yeah. was on the team, right? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I didn't read that one. I didn't read. I I think I read like the butt end of it. Um. So this is how I got into it. So yeah. I all right. I so my I had a brother, and he has a old. He had an older brother. And his older brother just like loved comics. I always loved comics because the first thing I found, I went to this flea market and I found a bunch of Teen Titan comics yeah. by Jeff Johns, and I fell in love with comics automatically. So like then like it was a stint where I just I didn't find any new ones because they stopped selling them there. So then I found um my um his brother was getting rid of a bunch of comics. It was like boxes and boxes of comics. So, like, I just, like, he said, grab whatever you want. And I found so many new X-Men comics in there. And I found, it was it was honestly an assortment. I found some JSA, some um, Blackest, no, I know, I think that was, I was just getting the comics and that's when I started Blackest Night. Um, but I found so much, but new X-Men was what drew out to me, was set out to me. Yeah. And I read the first one from, like, the first thing of me reading, like, Genosha's storyline to... Like the, I, I've always liked stories. Like I guess it picked me up because I've always liked storylines that are real and that kind of like mix in with reality in a way. Yeah. And like I do like dark, darker storylines as well. And this was a great like light, but also very dark storyline. And it was just the story that picked me up. Like they made Jean in a way that she wasn't really seen. Like this was one of the first times where she just wasn't like always just like hiding behind her power she was kind of just like standing in like oh i'm the phoenix and i'm the shit and like like even like emma frost they made emma frost a a character that that is what made her the shining star that she is today like and it it just made them real people to me and made them human and yeah i just always loved it yeah Sorry, I go on a rant about um Grant and Morrison's X Men. I mean, I can, I that, talk that's about what this day. shows. That's what this shows for. It's just, it's just me and you. We're talking about X Men. Yeah, um, let's do it. With new X Men, I didn't like it as a kid, but I grew up and I read mm-hmm. it and I liked it. Right? Yeah. And yeah, Grant Mor- Morrison has a convoluted way of doing their plot lines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not a big fan of Grant Morrison per se. I don't 
hate mm. Grant Morrison, but I Grant Morrison is I can tell is good and qualified and like quality work. Yeah. But when it comes done, to my enjoyment, flash stores too. Mm. Yeah, my enjoyment of Grant Morrison Morrison's not very high. Okay. I don't, you know, Grant Morrison's JLA run is is Ooh. iconic, but not as enjoyable as the runs that happened right after. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. Mark Wade had a had a run and and Joe yeah. Kelly had a run and I loved mm-hmm. Joe Kelly's JLA. Mm-hmm. That being said, we're here to talk about X Men, but <laughs> right. uh, like I feel like a lot of people grew up with the like at least millennials or whatnot grew up with X Men the cartoon, and then the X Men movies, mm-hmm. and you know around that time fell off of X Men fandom, and yeah. whereas I went full speed ahead with Ultimate X Men. Like I credit Marvel's I ultimate way, line. Yeah. Marvel's ultimate line got me buying comics every month. Like mm-hmm. that's the I habit. You, like you want to get kids addicted to comics. It's not just loving the characters. It's not just loving yeah. the books. You got to get the kids to spend their allowance once a month or whatever right. at the comic shop. That's what you yes. would need to do. And there's a lot of competition. A kid would might want to mm-hmm. spend it on a video yeah. game than a comic book. So mm-hmm. It's either that or you get. And that's when Pokemon cards are hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that's so, like all my money. Yeah. Uh, it was a little after Pokemon for me. So Ultimate X Men was like 2001, mm-hmm. I think. And so, like, mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, okay, I stopped buying Pokemon cards around there. And then I started going to the bookstore and buying those comics. Mm-hmm. But the point being is that, like, like no matter how people are loving x-men you know sometimes they drop off but they're like oh i wonder what my favorite character of wolverine is up to you know or storm is up to or Mm -hmm. you know oh i remember that character cable from that capcom game and he has a big gun (laughs) you know let's see what's going on there right it was the golden age back then for x-men x-men were on everything everything like they they made comics hot um even more like because everybody wanted to know what's going on with that cool character because they were in every game at that time they were doing a lot they were in a lot of like even with avengers stuff and even at that time when they weren't even had the like the rights for them at that time they still like there was such a demand for them where they had to do it like they even tried to make the inhumans and they still couldn't replace them like it just they have staying power that just has it's something to be said about the X-Men that have more staying power than teams like the Justice League well sometimes not the Justice League, League. Also, don't come the at Justice the Justice League, League. You're, right, you're right you're right you're right no disrespect no disrespect X-Men but over like, Avengers X-Men have... Avengers for sure yeah Avengers Fantastic Four and like characters like that like I feel like they have a sense of there's such a specialty that happens with the X-Men because they are a team and they work together as a team, but you can tell they are family as well. They are their chosen family. And it's like, a, it's a power that like, even with the, the whole of the turning of bad guys to good guys, because you can understand, they understand what they're going through and like how many conversions have they done in, in like comic history and like Avengers have done that as well. And like, of course, but they haven't, it just doesn't hit like the X-Men. I'm sorry. Like people, you know? people don't realize that like people, if they're looking at like the 2000, the late 2000s, 2010 era, mm-hmm. like the Avengers get a big boost because of the MCU, but people yeah. don't realize that like, two flagship 
characters slash titles for Marvel Comics were Spider-Man and X-Men. Right. Back in the day, it was Spider-Man and X-Men the were kings. Like, and yes. that's why they had 12 Spider-Man books and 12 X-Men books every month. Like, that's right. why, because the money was there. And it was so, all, right. but then they tried to squash X-Men because they didn't have the rights. And mm-hmm. I would say the X-Men have a staying power that a lesser known title, if squashed, mm-hmm. would never have come back. Like, yeah. from the decades of yeah. what I think, like, misappropriation of the X-Men franchise. Mm-hmm. Like right. bad movies, um, um, just uh, uh, not proper marketing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. X Men aren't right. on; they're not on backpacks anymore. You know? Yeah, right. But like, they're not down and out. They're just exactly they can't die. They've never been forgotten, right? Exactly. Right. Like even when they've been like gone for, because that whole period of like what two thousands like two early like two thousand threes to like two thousand like tens or so like there wasn't really anyone talking about them like as much like at that point like they I mean, had their movies they had the movies had the, yeah i'm talking i mean more in, i guess i mean more in comics i guess okay because they they're weren't mainstream really... people they're they're the normies yeah, exactly you know yeah Which, exactly you know maybe this podcast is for like for people who aren't reading comics like hopefully to catch back up with X-Men. Yeah, and for sure. But like also, there are the diehards like us, right? Like that are reading right, exactly. comics. Yeah, we were in the trenches. Yeah, whenever, we were. When that's when we're down and out, <laughs> we, we were there. And yeah. Like we, they had some, they had some deep, and like when people were there, weren't there in the last years, because I did fall off of X-Men. Um, I think I stopped right after the new X-Men team started going more towards just the children. And then when they I come, kind of when they felt which which when it X- was just like um when it was like the new X the new X Men kids of like um the Co- Stepford Cuckoos the oh. um David Eileen Prodigy yeah and them I did love their series but then I think I just um <clears throat> I think that was also around the time I couldn't find the books following after that so I yeah. kind of fell off and I'm one of those I'm a I'm a completionist I have to finish something and like it it irks me so I just stopped for a minute. And then I came back in the X-Men a while after. Um, I think it was around the time that the new the OG5 had came back from yeah. the future. And That's what I thought I, you were talking about, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I when I tell you, you man. You like them? I liked them. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Like that, the storylines that were told through them were so different. It That story, look here, I'm going to tell the X, the X fan something and... Y'all are going to come for me, and that's okay. I will stand on this hill till I die. But I did not like um, um, Scott Summers. I've, I've been a staunch... In general? In general, oh, you don't like Scott? I'm an antagonist. I'm an antagonist. Like, okay. I, for, for Scott, yeah, I'm an antagonist for Scott Summers. I, and you know why? Because I'm a Jean Grey stan. And the first things I've seen uh, reading comics was him cheating on Jean Grey with Emma Frost. So yeah. I was like, oh, you're trash. And then, <laughs> of course, I read more of him. And then I saw like, oh, you left your wife and your child for your high school sweetheart. Right. <laughs> didn't even didn't even think to check on them. Like she said, go, you never came back. Like he went to go <laughs> get a, like a carton of milk and never came back again, guys. Right. And like that's something that like we... Like we as characters, like, and I hate that for Scott fans, like, like true Scott Summers fans. Cause I, my, some of my friends are like great fans of them, and I hate that for them because they have to stand on that. Like, 
But honestly, yeah. that series, the OG5 coming back, it made me like Scott in a way that was so different because it was the champions. Um, when yeah. he came for the cha- when he was on the champions, and he just um when he, they allowed him to just be like a kid, not just oh I'm fighting for mutant rights, I'm just doing this, right. and like he wasn't the leader as well. So that that just made him a team player, yeah. and that's what I, I loved about it. And honestly, like just reading all of their stories, like Bobby's, of course, you know, as a gay man, I, I loved his, I love Bobby's story, <laughs> even the the realization of Jean Grey telling you that you're gay. Like, yeah. it was hilarious. Like, some people are, like, upset about that storyline, but I'm like, what are you talking about? That, like, sometimes, and, you know, sometimes it takes a friend to be like, you know, you're, 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 you're gay, right? Like, you know, right. sometimes it takes that moment. And, like, it, and I did like the moment, I did like how it was done. Like, the conversation between him and his future self, like, even Angel, like, they made me like Angel more. Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate his relationship with Laura. I, I will, I, I wasn't like, oh yeah, we need to have this more. But like, I wasn't yeah. like, oh no, never again. So, um, but even like his flame wings. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, to fill just anyone just roughly in, basically what we're yeah. talking about right now is the there was a moment in time in X Men comics where where Cyclops was viewed as having made some major mistakes and so mm-hmm. people hated cyclops including beast now beast and yeah. cyclops were one of the five or uh, two of the five original x-men so what beast mm-hmm. wanted to do is he beast went back into the past grabbed the five original x-men which is younger beast younger cyclops mm-hmm. younger iceman younger gene gray younger uh angel and bring them forward in time to the present to see how messed up cyclops is now which is right. also a messed up thing of beast to do for multiple right. reasons that um, was one of his like first real like that well not one of his first real but that was one of his big descents <laughs> yeah he 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 beast is on a whole different thing now but anyway so uh so he they he brought the original five into the present but then they couldn't go back to the past and they became mm-hmm. stuck in the present so now they were going almost on like character growth that was different than the characters originally had mm-hmm. gone on um which means yeah. Beast, Beast dabbled in dark magic. Um, mm-hmm. and I like that moment. That yeah, was cool Iceman, moment. Um, Iceman learned that he was gay. Um, mm-hmm. Cyclops dated Bloodstorm. Remember when like Bloodstorm yes! comes in? God, I love that. Yes, I'm cool with it. That was a moment. I'm I cool wanted with it. it. Angel, so Angel dated uh, Laura, but mm-hmm. didn't didn't Cyclops kind of get into Laura too? I was just gonna say, like, there was a there was a long moment where Cyclops and Laura would have definitely been a thing, and then he went to go with his dad um, to be with the Star yeah. Jammers. I did low key cry. That was a that was a comic moment. I cried out when he saw his dad for the first time. I I don't know why. Because at that point he thought his dad was dead. Because yeah, exactly. He, he only finds teenager. out his dad's alive later in life. Right so... as he's an adult. Right, like late. Yeah, it's Chris Claremont's run essentially. Yeah. Um, and so like. Because, yeah, the X-Men don't go into space until, like, the Phoenix Force stuff. Yeah, like, right. Like, the Shi'ar Empire stuff. So, the point being is, like, so much is going... I mean, this is X-Men history. For right. But right, X-Men history, guys. It's, what, it's, it needs to be established. Like, And I love that kept it in canon to where, like, we can have these moments in, like, the new stuff, too. Yeah. Well, they did a thing... They did this thing where they... The Jean Grey They went back to the past. They put a mind block on them mm-hmm. until yep. present day where they would then right. unlock it so they can have their 
previous memories and whatnot. And so right. I thought that was super cool and a way yeah. around all that. And even like um the little special they do with like um Cable bringing Cyclops back from the dead. Um, you remember that one? Um, like they it was that moment where he like uses the he goes back Cable goes in the past and like inserts something into um onto Scott to absorb the Phoenix Force when Gene comes back to life. Oh, okay. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, like um he comes back to life and then like he's the who he was like you know the guy who was. He was like on some Magneto business, like you know, yeah. he was still that guy. And then you see him remember everything as a kid, and then everything starts to like coincide. He's like, "What have I done? Right. I can't believe I did this." And like, I do, I love those moments when they all kind of like link in what happened with who they were now. I kind of low key wanted them to stay though. I'm not gonna lie. I I like what they did mostly because that's the only way you can keep the timeline intact, but still right. have character growth. Because, for example, mm-hmm. um, Cyclops was on the champions with Kamala Khan and yeah. and Miles, but he's a founding member, guys. But like, like we don't talk about that. But he's is a he a founding? Member I don't think he's champion. a founding. Is he yeah. a founding member? Oh no, he's a founding member. Oh, I read okay. the. I had the first uh, volume. Yeah. Okay. They they he 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 was on there, and I I loved it. Like it's a, and that's why I do love the moments when we get to see Miss Marvel and all of them see him again. Like. He and like there and even when like they needed like asylum, he was like, "No, the Krakoa has you." Like, yeah, I was like, "This is amazing." Well, uh, I like yeah. I like him now because he's always like he's like champions forever, you know. Ever and I loved it. Yeah, every time like, he sees yeah. them. Yeah, I, I yeah, love I like, it. So, die, guys. like, there's so much that's been happening with X Men. Also, yeah. I just wanted to point out that like like you were talking about Cyclops and like Cyclops is kind of like John Connor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. destined for like to be the the person to lead to be the mutant yeah. messiah essentially, mm-hmm. right? And which is funny because a lot there's a theory that I don't know whether I've told you that Terminator was based off of X Men, the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the movie Terminator came out after Days of Future Past, the comic, mm-hmm. and I believe James Cameron was an X Men fan. Back in the mm-hmm. day, the the similarities between Days of Future Past and and Terminator are like. I've never seen Terminator. Now I'm going to see it. Jesus. You've never seen Terminator. I've never seen Terminator. Okay, so I mean, the basic plot of Terminator is that in the future, the the machines take over, the AI take over, mm-hmm. and I already um, see it. <laughs> there's a, there's a human resistance versus the robots, and they realize they're losing. So they send a guy back into the past to, oh, no, 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 sorry. They don't realize they're losing. They're still fighting the fight. But the Terminators send somebody in the past to kill the future leader of the resistance before he's born. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they send some, they send Arnold to the past to kill Sarah Connor, who will, who is destined to give birth to John Connor, who will lead the resistance against the, the, the mm-hmm. robots. So then the humans send a human, Kyle Reese, I think it's the name, Kyle Reese, back into the past to protect Sarah Connor against the Terminator. And that's just the first movie. Mm-hmm. So okay. so Days of Future Past, the comic, where Kitty, yeah. where Kitty goes back in time, mm-hmm. she's in this dystopian future, she sends her mind back in time to her younger self to then protect... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, um, them, uh, uh, the humans and and or the mutants, right. and like stop that diversion into the timeline. Like mm-hmm. they're very similar, 
And so yeah, it is though. Um, I don't know. I, and then the Sentinels yeah. themselves. So well, let's be, let's be real. I, I X Men has been an influence in a lot of other things. Like even like, and a lot of people know this, but it, the iconic like Buffy, um, Buffy season of like. You know, one of the the what was it Faith? I think uh, turning into a, like the Dark Witch or whatever, and uh, Willow. Them. Yeah, Willow. That's it. I keep forgetting their names. I, yeah, like I've only seen. I always because well, Joss to, Whedon's like, a huge X Men fan, and then he goes on to yeah, write to write and write um, yeah, astonishing X Men. So yes. Well, right. here's here's the thing, and and before we get into kind of what the X Men are doing up right now, mm-hmm. I personally believe that the X Men as a story, as a franchise, as a as a collective is mm-hmm. the nexus of science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, reason I say that is because X-Men inspire other sci-fi uh ideas in other material, but right. they are also uh influenced by science fiction stuff from other exactly. material. So everything like travels whole... through X-Men. They either start it or they keep things mm-hmm. going, but and X-Men like any science fiction thing, like storyline, trope, whatever, right. X-Men's done it. Clones, right. multiverse, alternate timelines, right? We're talking yeah. like uh, magic, like right. like and they everything. do was they they kind of deal with so many things. They dip their toes in so many kind of things, it's hard not to. Like even like Chris Claremont's um beginning, like even like like you were saying like him influencing or like being influenced by other things like his like early work is has like a lot of star trek vibes like I was about, in, um the outer space that, i was like, literally yes. going to say star trek yes, <laughs> yes, like, yes. like as soon as i saw it i was like yeah like because i'm a later on in life trekkie and um yeah Damn. as soon as I, I was like yeah this is this is this is that like the trend from the transporters to like the everything man right. I, I did and i loved it well, that that's the thing. Like, I would say, like modern sci-fi comes from Star mm-hmm. Trek, and it comes from Twilight sure. Zone. Yeah, like the original Twilight so, Zone and Star Trek. Yeah, and but then we like, like sure we could talk about like Star Wars, but it's not the same. Like, like when we're talking right. like science fiction as a like, you know, uh, X Men right. take X Men take the ball and they run with it. Like, yeah, because and that really comes down to Chris Claremont, because the mm-hmm. original original five X-Men, they don't do that much. And then their series, hit. their right. series gets canceled and yeah. then they go on hiatus for like four or five years. And then Chris Claremont right. comes in with um, right. all new, all different <laughs> with. Yeah. So he, technically, Chris Claremont didn't do giant size X-Men number one, but he yep. did. That's the one. That's it. I don't think he that's did it. that one. You're right. I don't. I, I can't. I mean, wait, no, Giants. Um, Giant Giant Size, was, I think that was Chris Claremont, right? I thought that was. Yeah, Len, that was I thought that was Len oh, Mean, but um, um, but anyway, the point being is that like Chris Claremont takes it and then starts putting all the science fiction tropes in it. Uh, it is mm-hmm. Len Wein. Len Wein is, wrote yeah. Giant Size X Men number one, and then Chris Claremont took much. over right after that. But that's really when X Men becomes what we think of. Yeah. Now. Giant Size X-Men number one. The introduction mm-hmm. of Wolverine. Well, Wolverine into the X-Men. Wolverine, right. Storm, um, 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 Banshee, uh, Nightcrawler, Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my lineup. Yeah. Like, I love... Yeah, honestly. I, I love, love them. Yeah. 
So like when I think of them, it's yeah, that's one of the iconic members. That's one of the iconic teams. Yeah. I I have a question for you, and and this mm-hmm. is going to tie us back into the Krakoan Age. So Good. the Krakoan Age starts up, and we are shown essentially the ex the mutants creating a mutant island of Krakoa in which mm-hmm. they can be safe, they can thrive, they can progress, they can yes. do that. And obviously, people on Earth are um, skeptical or scared right. or angry, depending. Now, mm-hmm. what they do in House of X, Powers of X, which kicks off this new Krakoan age back in like 2019, I think it was, mm-hmm. is they mention that the current age of the X-Men is 10 years, which yeah. I disagree with. Yeah. I disagree with I, that because for multiple like, reasons. Are they saying from 10 years from the inception when of the X Men? The original five, mm, it's only been 10 cap. years. Yeah. yeah. I like I, this cap. Yeah. I give it about 15 years. That, saying the least, I was gonna like honestly, I was gonna say like no, yeah, 15. Yeah. I wanna I want I, I do want yeah, I want to know your opinion on how old you think the, because keep in mind that the X-Men universe mm-hmm. is the X-Men storyline, it would be the same age as like how long Spider-Man has been Spider-Man. And um, right. And how how long the Avengers have been around also. So right. so because those have roughly been the same They're amount. They're around of time. the same time. Yeah. You know? So um, like how long has Spider-Man been Spider-Man? How long have the X-Men been a team? Right. See, I feel like I feel like the X-Men have to have been out before the Spider-Man because as soon as he's on the scene, they're like, he's a mutant. What's going really? on? So Spider-Man came it, out it, first. Yeah. Are, are, are you sure? The comic at least you came know, out you first. You are yeah. definitely right. I am tripping. Uh, the comics do that retro or retroactively. Yeah, they do I'm that. Tripping. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, but I will say in the, but I'm saying in the like comic universe though, like yeah, for that, um, yeah, I'm I'm tripping over myself, but yeah, I mean, like in historically, yeah. he is, but like in the comic universe, I feel like he is like around. He happens. Well, the public the knows comic. the public knows about mutants, right? Okay, before the X Men come about, right? Very right. little. But bit. he's, I feel like he's younger. But I this is the thing though. I feel like he's younger than Gene and Scott. So like I feel like he's at least a little bit younger than Gina. Yeah, Scott. he's the same age as Iceman. He's Ice around Man. Kitty's age. Yeah, no, exactly. He's Iceman. But age. Kitty, but Kitty and um and um and her around the same age though, because yeah. he's the youngest member. I mean, let's I mean let's work this out. By the way, shout out to Nikhil Clayton who, uh, yes. uh I love I love Nikhil. I love hate him. I hate Nikhil's idea of what the timeline is because Nikhil will always just be like, hey. Like time doesn't mean anything in comics, so like who cares? Who cares? And I'm like, I I need it. And he's like, at a certain point, then the time stops working. I'm like, I don't know, no. So it's the SpongeBob meme, I need it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so I would say Iceman is only like two years younger than Cyclops. He can't be that much. Well, three years? No, he's. I feel like they're like. I feel like he's at least like three, at least three years. So what what are we saying at the start of X Men? Cyclops, Jean Grey, those guys are like 17, 16? I will give them 16. Yeah, right. Like a good Ice like Man's 16. 13? 13, yes. He can't be 12. Yes. He's not 12. He's not Percy Jackson. I would say, honestly, I was going to give him a Percy Jackson. Yeah. I feel I like mean, he's a Percy Jackson. Moment. In a retcon, that would be cool. But I, but yeah. also, if Iceman's 12, like, 
Spider okay, Spider Man starts when he's what, fifteen or sixteen? Fifteen. So they're so and he's like the same age as Iceman, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like him and the, they are the same age. Like yeah. I feel like they are roughly the same age. And Human Torch, I think Human Torch is either mm-hmm. their age or like one year old. Yeah. So I feel like they are around this. They're all three of them are around the same age. Yeah. Yeah. So at, at, at worst, at worst, it could be a fourteen for Iceman, fifteen for Spider Man, sixteen for Human Torch. Right. And then yeah, and then like Jean right. Grey and Cyclops are like seventeen. 17 yeah, or so when they start, you know? Somewhere on that. Yeah. But like, and then Kitty comes around a couple years later. Right. You know? But she's, I feel, but she's already the same age around them because they already grow up, like, even in the comics, they kind of like play off each other like they're around the same, they're around the same age. Mm, Kitty, Kitty's a couple years younger than Iceman. Kitty's like two years. I would give him like a year. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I- we're doing. Because they I, dated before, and yeah, you know, but, but like that was later on in life, you know. <laughs> yeah, she, I, of course, yeah, for sure. She's what thirteen or fourteen when she like right when she joins. But the point being is that and, I see Kitty as being like Kitty's been an X Man for ten years. Yeah, I I think she started yeah, yeah. when she was she was fourteen. Um, That's what I'm saying. And then now she's twenty four. Right, I feel like Kitty's at least been in X Men for ten years, so like I, that's what I'm like. It has to be at least like fifteen years, because I feel like yeah. I feel like they them being around that age. I feel like that's a good that's a good moment for them. I feel like yeah. that's a good that sounds like a good like time, like fifteen. Yeah. It's been fifteen good, years, right? And that puts that puts like uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey at uh, uh, let's see. Because I know they're younger than um than at thirty two. I'm not thir- thir- like thirty two, like early thirties. Yeah, I I give them early thirties for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like him, like I feel like, and everybody says like Emma's older than them, but I feel like Emma's around the same age as them. You think Emma was like a young twenty year old rocking those corset, like the corset oh, and, in the Hellfire Club? Goat. Yeah, because it, her um her story shows like she get, she goes in this, um the Hellfire Club as a teenager like once her powers develop and she's like a a stripper for them like yeah. and I'm using her powers yeah so like yeah I would definitely I don't think she's an like, actual stripper I don't think she gets naked mm-hmm. does she like no no no, no. she, she I think like, she's like a dominatrix uses, right yeah but she uses her like telekinesis to I mean her tele- her telepathy to like make them think like she's this beautiful girl yeah and like then she whatever but yeah, yeah they show her like actually like stripping off her um thing for like Shaw oh huh. all right. Oh, for Shab. Well, that's that yeah. because it's it's Shab's different. Shab's yeah, like a was, creepy yeah. grooming relationship yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know? all of them, um, all of them. Ugh. So, so with, with the Krakoan age, what ends up happening is that like the X Men have like been fighting for fifteen years, and mm-hmm. now they're just like, look, we're just going to create a separate country. It's a all mutant right. island of Krakoa. We've done this for fifteen years. This is maybe the only way that we can exactly. we can kind of keep the peace around here but then shit hits the fan mm-hmm. almost you know? instantly like the first year was pretty it was pretty like light like they, yeah. it wasn't a problem that they couldn't figure out but then after that hellfire gala the first just, one yeah there's after, been three after so after far Arocco, what happens at the first um, um after Araco happens honestly it oh just that's when of, they they, they premiere Araco, right mm-hmm 
Yeah. And then, yeah, because the Planet Size X-Men, oh my god, still one of my favorite X-Men comics of all time, honestly. Like, <sighs> them creating the um, Araco, like, showing the little moments, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh... I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, bring up another question for you because I'm very curious. Oh, yeah. If you had a Mount Rushmore of mm. X Men events, X like four events, Ooh. let's say keeping out the the start of the X Men, you know, okay, don't worry about the start okay. because that's easy enough. Yeah, the X Men had to have started somewhere. Yeah, but like, right. what are those that's... four? What are those four tentpole events? Ooh, that like just like. Are you talking about my like staple your, like just your like, personal always... like okay four major like Damn. these are the columns this that that hold up X Men. Okay, so for me, um, it is ugh, it's it's some tragic moments in here. It, the first one being the um the issue of Genosha being destroyed. Okay. Um, that one. Um. Because I think that was around the same time as the... the no. Genosha gets that, destroyed though. in New X-Men number one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. not number um, one. Then, it was like a different numbering you system know what? back then. But yeah. Yeah, that's a moment that I feel is staple. Um, I, I, I was about to say my favorite moments. And um, okay. That one... Um, honestly? Uh, the death of X. That was a... Which one that was Death was of a, X? Um, it was the one where Oh, the Terrigen Mist one? The Terrigen Mist thing. Yeah. Okay. The Terrigen Mist thing. And then they um they kill the inhumans kill um Cyclops, and then you find out the whole time it was Emma who was like doing the whole thing. He died in the beginning of the book. Yeah. And like I that that one that was a mind fuck to me. <laughs> People hated that, but I, I thought yeah. that was a mind fuck to me. I yeah. um but that one um this Krakoan age, that first issue. Um yeah. uh, and hmm. You're making me work for this one. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say my four, which and and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. this this probably changes. And I also feel bad because two it, of them are, two of them are linked in a way. So first one is giant size X-Men number one. Easy, okay. like boom. That 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 redefined X-Men. For decades, mm -hmm. right? Giant size X Men number sure. one. Two, I think, is Avengers versus X Men. I just think so much happened in it, and I love pitting the X Men against the Avengers. And some people didn't like it. That's my fourth one. Yeah. But I okay. do think a lot comes out of it. I'll, I mean, we get yes. we get Namor flooding or Namor flooding flooding right. Wakanda. We get we get um, the the Phoenix Five. We get like Professor X's death. We get. Um, yes, the mutants coming back through, you know. Um, I guess some people might put House of M as one of their four, but like, I don't. I guess House of Whoa. House of Yeah, House of M has to be. How could I forget that? Yeah. I, okay, so I, I, I'm forced everything. to put. I'm forced to put House of M. Um, yeah. Giant Size X Men number one, House of M, Avengers versus X Men, and then how House of X, Powers of X. Like you, like those are the four. You okay? So you made me okay. So I don't know what we were doing like okay. So you 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 messed me okay. So you you made me rearrange my whole order. Yeah. So I wanted to put planet sized. I wanted to put planet sized mm -hmm. X Men in there because I I think mm -hmm. that is like a huge yeah, that was a huge tipping shift. point for them. Yeah, yeah. 
But... Like, that's when they started getting, like, capitals of the solar system is a mutant yeah. capitals planet. Yeah. Like, you know, so now, okay, now you made me change my whole order, and I hate you for this. Um, <laughs> it's Decimation, for sure, because that's, yeah. yeah, that that first issue of them coming out of House of M and the the kids trying to use their powers, and one tries to fly, and it falls off, almost dies falling off the um building is it imprinted in my mind as a child yeah um but that avx um because of the death of um death is um professor xavier that made me cry i'm not gonna lie um new um ooh, what, what i don't even know what i put um but no the planet size x-men yeah yeah and genosha yeah planet yeah. size x-men genosha that's it Okay. Oh my God! You you made me you made me like reevaluate my life. For just I now, I, I didn't think that. of this question beforehand. I just came up with it. I was like, oh, I love I mean, that. Yeah, because I I think yes. that, like those are the big things. And so you know, for people who want to like catch up to X Men, like mm-hmm. you don't have to like do each era, but right, like doing Krakoan Age, like the Krakoan Age stuff is is super important, and that's what we're in right now. And what sucks is okay, so the. Krakoan Age had multiple little um, eras or stages or phases, yeah. right? There was Dawn of X, there was Destiny of X, mm-hmm. there was all these things, right? Now mm-hmm. it's Fall of X, which is leading us into essentially the the bookend of House of X, Powers of X, which is right. Fall of the House of X, Rise of the Powers of X. Powers of X. Mm-hmm. Right. And so... Let's talk about kind of fa- where Fall of X was leading us into this this final thing. Last month, so yeah, sure, it's uh, February 3rd, 2024, but like we're talking about mm-hmm. January's comics and then, but before that was December's comics, which tied up a lot of plot lines. So yeah. um, I'm going to, I'm going to, re- I'm going to just read out what December had. Um, December had mm-hmm. X-Men 29, Invincible Iron Man 13, Alpha Flight 5, X-Men Red 18, Dark X-Men 5, Wolverine 40, Uncanny Spider-Man 5, Uncanny Avengers 5, Astonishing Iceman 5. Then it had the one-shot lead-in with original X-Men number one, which leads Mm -hmm. into Weapon X-Men, which comes out later. Uh, Immortal X-Men 18, X-Force 47, and then the end of the Wolverine miniseries, Predator vs. Wolverine 4. Um, Were you following those those series like all those series oh religiously um except for wolverine and um versus predator okay um, it was good it was it, it was okay you know, it was whatever different. it was whatever i'm not a i'm not a staunch like wolverine fan like until now like i i'm i'm not like a diehard wolverine fan but his stories this um in this kakoan areas have been amazing to me and i love it like honestly yeah, yeah he he's just been like on a and the thing i hate about it sometimes is because i'm like this is just x-force but through wolverine's perspective <laughs> in yeah. certain um comics and i'm like in because in the beginning i was like oh this is just x-force if you want to do this you just need to make like bi-weekly like issues but then like the storylines of like coming out of the recent year um moments of beast saying taking him over and cloning him yeah and doing all this stuff like this like and one of the things that i was going to make and like i <laughs> I made a video about it, but I didn't post it because I was like, I'm going to wait. I was like, where is, I was like, I know Beast is sick right now with the fall of X, with, um, with the Hellfire Gala. Like, 
I want to see his moments. Like, I hope they do like a flashback of like what he went through, like as that was happening, yeah. or like did he know it was going to happen and just let it happen? Like, there's there's so many questions that I have for it. Are you keeping up with with X Force right now? Like, did you read this? Yes. Okay, so you know, kind mm-hmm. of like what Beast is up to right now, which we'll get to. We'll oh, get man. to. But December, yeah. like Wolverine's storylines were kind of spinning their wheels for a little bit in in december you know getting us to saber tooth war which again we'll Mm -hmm. talk about but basically Mm -hmm. like all these series were like these like small mini series were ending in december to kind of like tell a story of how the mutants were on the run throughout multiple series right right and like where everybody was after the fall of x kind of and like i did like that i i thought it was crazy that it was it's been like in the universe, it's been like ten months. They are like, they are, they are expediting the um the timeline, the MCU yeah. timeline, the Marvel timeline like crazy right now. And yeah. like, I kind of like it because they they've also been doing that. Um, they kind of have to keep up with Fantastic Four too because um they have their kids, they lose their kids for like a year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they kind of it kind of ties in, and yeah, what they're doing with that is kind of wild i'm I'm kind of liking it though like um <laughs> even like the x-men unlimited stories like um have you been reading the x-men unlimited stories on no. um, Marvel Unlimited? did i do i need to oh honestly some of them are good right isn't there like some a of them thund- are actually there was like dope. a thunderbird one that came out yes um the the recent stories have been about thunderbird it's been really good um i love honestly thunderbird. I, I, like i low-key do too like i didn't it's been showing him more like you know because i you know what I think? A lot of people idealize him as like, oh, he was this cool guy. Like, you know, he didn't deserve to die. But if you read those comics back, he was a jerk. And like, oh, he was in this like in this. You we kind of get the like, oh, the bubble has burst. Like, oh, we remember him as this guy. Like, we named our plane after him, which is ironic because you know how he, he died, died via plane. Yeah, <laughs> but like, um. It's like, but the it's funny how when he comes back, the bubble automatically bursts, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, you are a jerk." But I love him for that because he stands in his truth, and he like calls people out on their shit. Like, oh, the, sure. the first moments him get coming out, calling, uh, call, giving, uh, saying that um, Professor Xavier has a white savior complex. What? <laughs> like, who? Call, who does this? Like, and yeah. like even the moment of um. Of I of the um Banshee and him seeing each other, and you can kind of tell he's a person out of time because of the things he says to Banshee is like, okay, I don't think you can kind of say that now. It's twenty twenty um twenty twenty three guys, come on, yeah. man. Oh, and it's and I, I I love his stories, but honestly, the X Men Unlimited stories though, um, they're I worth think it. I need to catch they, up. Is what you're saying? It. Um, honestly, I I would like I'm. It depends. If you're a person, I like sometimes like a slice of life moment, and I also like a moment where we kind of get into relationships of characters, and that's where X Men Unlimited comes into because they also have great stories. Like um, they say they show what's been going on with Sunfire, and um, because if you remember in X of Sword, he's on his mission of trying to find um, find Red Root in X Men. So X-Men Unlimited shows the story of, like, what he has to do to get to it. And, like, he, it shows him fighting Moira X, 
like going through everything and like him, how he got merged with Red Root now and how they have to stay merged or they'll die. Like it, and, it's uh, and there's something to do with like Apocalypse, right? Yes. Um. Damn. Was he in that? There was a moment where he is he is in it. Um. But they they do a lot of other things. Like they were the first ones to talk about what happens when you resurrect somebody who is still alive. Like they they start answering those questions. And um, there's a story with Maggot. Um. And he dies in the um in a mission. But one of his maggot, one of his um worms is um is still alive, and they don't oh. know that it's alive. So they resurrect both of all of them. But his new maggot is still feeling bad, but it doesn't know why. Now the old maggot is out there somewhere and trying to is, and is sensing it and is trying to eat the other one. And like oh. it kind of like yeah, it's a whole little moment like of what happens, what would they do, and it shows like they say like the it's split the soul is split or something like that it was it was crazy it's it's a, it's a wild moment i mean and, uh yeah people don't realize that like there's the whole resurrection protocols with the x-men yeah. that like with krakoan age that when x-men die they can essentially their last like mind upload will then just right. get uploaded to a new Come clone back. body uh right do you like and that i you know what I did. I do like the fact that I did like the moment of you know we can bring it and bring them back to life. But not gonna hold you. The whole like first few months of that, I was just like, nah. For the first year, I was just like, oh my god, what if these are just the clones of these people? Right. And we are just seeing and the and more and more as they whatever they're gonna get different, and then we're just gonna realize, oh, the people that we know are already dead. That was my whole. I went into a loop like for that for a moment, but then. As they like slowly start explaining what goes on as it happens, um, and I think it was the X Men Red issue. Um, I don't remember which one. It was that one or a Sword. But when Magneto explains the resurrection um, to the great to the Great Ring uh -huh. of um, how the soul, um, how it brings the mind back to it, it brings the um, it brings the mind back and then the soul senses the self and comes back to the mm. body. And like it, I was like, that's a, that was, I was like, that was deep as hell. And also I was like, okay, so you are the people that you do and you are the people that you say you are. And the real just... people with the souls. Cause that's what people were right, afraid of. Right? Exactly. That was, yeah, that was the whole moment. That was the whole thing. People were scared that the souls weren't there. That Like they were just making new people essentially with their memories. Yeah. And, I love that they took the time to sit there and explain that it slowly as they go on, because even like they show what happens when you resurrect somebody. But um, the only good, the only good alternative that came out of that was Laura and um, Talon. Right. And, and I mean, I, they're I, going through stuff, you know, right now. Let, yeah. Let's, let's talk about, yeah. I mean, cause we've touched on a little Ooh, bit. What's we? going on right now. The, the comics that came out this month, um, yes. The comics that came out this month follow the X of uh, follow the House of X number one, Rise of the mm -hmm. Powers of X number mm -hmm. um, um, number one. Yeah. Number one. Oh yeah, yeah. The next one's coming out next week. I can't wait for that. Um. Yeah. Uh. We got w two issues of Wolverine per month. Mm -hmm. Is something that we're doing right now. For That's some what reason. we're doing. That's um. <laughs> so we had Wolverine forty one and Wolverine forty two, which is Sabretooth War, which I've actually been liking. Um. Yeah, that that last issue of um that forty one issue that that messed me up. Like I Dakin ripped apart. 
what really birthday to his child to his father yeah that i i i didn't know i knew something was going to happen we'll, we'll talk about it it's it's gross <laughs> um x-men 30 is is this issue with with sync and talon and the high evolutionary mm-hmm. and a couple other storylines that are kind of like trying to wrap up which is really weird mm-hmm. because then they just introduced cable number one they started a yeah. new series with cable and so right. So then there's also Dead X-Men number one, and then there's X-Force 48 and Re- Resurrection of Magneto number one. And quick question, did you read Black Panther number eight that had Monet in it? I have not read it yet. Okay, I, I didn't because I'm I'm behind on Black Panther, but I wanted yeah, to see like, what's Monet doing there? Like, what is the... What's she the has purpose? business from her family. Um, I mean, mm. She has to go into Wakanda, but, it's, but that's all I know about it. Okay. And I, I need to I need to read it because people don't realize Monet is Moroccan, right? So yeah, she's at she's least a, a African, you know, right? But like, what is going on there? I don't know. Okay, so right. so tell me out of these out of these series, like what's standing out to you? What's going down right now in January? Ooh. Um. So of course, um, the rise of X and uh, the rise of the powers of X and the fall of the House of X. Yes. those are definitely standing out to me. Um. I'm trying to remember what's been going on each, because each of them are yeah. concurrent stories that are right. I love it because it kind of it kind of they kind of bring it full circle moment because these issues mirror what happened in the House of X, Powers of X. Yes, like it kind of just like well, it doesn't mirror the situation, but it mirrors the the way it tells the story. It mirrors it, and I kind of I kind of love that you like finish off how you started. Um, but yeah, like I, it, it kind of, those are the ones that standing out to me though, right now. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to like, I've never been a cable fan, but cable's been having good stories lately. So we're going to yeah. see what happens. Um, but immortal, immortal X-Men, I know that's coming to an end soon, but I'm just that if that is, was that the last issue or is it going to keep, or do they have a few more issues left? There wasn't, um, a are they going to go into X-Men forever? There wasn't an, there wasn't an Immortal X-Men this month. Um, no. There was one last month, and there... Right. Oh. Um, from what I've seen, there's no Immortal X-Men in in February. Is Immortal X-Men done? Um, I don't know. I know it's coming to an end, though. Like, I was... Um, I saw one of the preview books. Um, I saw... And one of them said... Um, as Immortal X-Men comes to an end and I'm like, oh no, that's my favorite book right now and I hate that. Um, but I figure all of them are coming to an end at some point. Um, um, those That one in X-Men Red has been my favorite books um, since like the creation. Of course, before it was Sword. Um, and I miss them doing more Sword stuff. Yeah. Um, well, Sword um, kind of turned I, into X-Men Red, right? So Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I, like, did I, mean like, I did like that Sword, sword series. Yeah, like the whole I like the intergalactic um diplomatic stuff. Like yeah. I love me a political book and um I, I that's why I love Immortal X Men so much because they go into the politics of like the building of their nation but also the drama of it all. And that's what X Men is. X Men is just drama, high key drama and we love it. Yeah. And like you have you have high key drama all over the council, like, you know, <laughs> Sinister sitting next to Exodus, sitting next to Mystique, like Sebastian Shaw sitting next to Emma Frost, sitting next to Kitty Pryde, like 
all of these people, and if you think about all of these people have been, especially when you think of um like Sebastian Shaw sitting next to Emma Frost in yeah. a Kitty Pride, that whole dynamic has been amazing. Like yeah. the stories that have come out of this have been the Krakoan Age stories. The amazing thing about like bad guys and good guys having to work together yes. for the betterment of their species, while also yes. there are other storylines where uh, bad guys. First things first, the resurrection protocols change things. They get to bring, bring dead people back back to life, and then mm-hmm. like do the dead people forgive those who who um who who have who wronged killed you killed them right yeah so like right. the, the question is in real life when somebody dies and somebody gives forgiveness to their killer like the family right. member like I don't understand that me personally. Right. Like like somebody kills my family members, they're never getting forgiveness. Like right. they're lucky if they don't get worse from me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like and like it depends on of course it depends for me, it depends on the situation. Of course, if you like if you are like a mutant who can't control your powers right. and you whatever, cool. But like if you're somebody like, you know, a saber tooth or like, you know, a Mr. Sinister who enjoys doing these things, then yeah, like how how can I it, it did raise the question of how can I live with somebody who has done these things? Because, like, we're living, there are people who are living with apocalypse. Like, Gambit has to sit there with apocalypse being on a council. And after what he's at, like, Angel has to sit there knowing yeah. after, like, all the things that he's done with his life. And they, I love that they, it poses that question of what do we do when we're trying to build a nation for ourselves? But we, because, I mean, we know that the outside isn't going to do it. So we can only govern and try to do work with what we got and i did like the moment of them saying like okay yes we can let's put our stuff aside and be like okay let's chill let's just you know be here yeah and handle that moment like and we get we get moments like that in legion of x where um what's his name fabian um fabian fights um um oh girl um and they, and we have to go through that moment of like what he did to her, and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it asks a lot of questions. We get a lot of a lot of also like villains that realize because in real life, like sometimes people do bad things based off of the events in their life, right? Like, like, like we are beholden to the event, our events and experiences that we've we've right. you know, like good things happen to you, you tend to end up better. Bad things happen yeah. to you you tend to end up worse. That's just generally exactly. speaking. But like right. with the resurrection protocols and the fact that like technically people can live forever. That's what they thought. Yep. Um, right. A, a character like gray crow was able to find happiness. Yeah. Even though, even though he massacred a bunch of people, you know? Right. Right. And that's why, and I like Hellions for that. Cause it posed the question of what do you do with these people who aren't necessarily bad, but their mutation has turned them to be bad or has caused them to act in such a way. Like empath being one of the main ones, of course, like because of his powers of being able to control others, he can't, he can't empathize with people in the way that, you know, normal people can. And that is what also makes him ironic, him being an empath. Yeah. Like what's his name? Wild child. Like, Was it Wild Child or Wild Thing? Wild Child, yeah. Wild Child, yeah. yeah. And yeah, because I mean, it also like the Hellions book brought up like, sure, we can forgive and forget Tabula Rasa, clean slate, but also, 
are are some of these people capable of having clean slates? Can, right. You know, can they, I mean, or do they have problems that just like empath be being fixed. like a narcissist, a sociopath, you know, right. it's like, can that be fixable? Should that be fixable? I don't know. Like exactly. the Krakoan age brought up a lot of questions. The Krakoan age yeah. also like was like with Madeline Pryor. Is oh she gosh. evil? Is she not? Is right. you know? Is she just a victim of her circumstance? And like that, and that's the thing that like we kind of they kind of before they've never talked about. And I think that has a, a part in, in a larger part to do with fans who um who like liked her and just didn't who understood like this was just a woman who is a victim of what she's been through. Like she's a woman who just found out she's a clone uh, of this woman of the, of the woman who your husband is still in love with who died. Yeah. And then on top of that, you are just here to be an incubator basically for this man um, to have this, um this other guy's baby. Yeah. And then on top of that, your baby gets taken away by demons and then you find out that your husband isn't dead, but he's also shacking up with his ex, his um ex girlfriend who, who is you also you. Was dead. Like it's your right, sister. Right, who's also you? Right, exactly. in a way. Yeah, it's exactly. Your, it's your twin. It's your like long lost twin. So like, right. I think what right. what's been really nice about comics and the comics fandom is that mm-hmm. a lot of writers start off as fans of what they're writing right like a lot of writers Mm -hmm. do and and over time they become maybe less of a fan and more of an architect of these of these stories but the point being is like they have to start from somewhere and there's a discourse that has popped up since the invention of the internet that allows us to look back and 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 at, at these characters that right you know have done bad things or whatnot and realized who is the victim here who is who is the the actual transgressor, you know? Yes. Um, a character like Hank, um, Hank Pym, mm-hmm. like, like, uh, is he salvageable? Is he redeemable? Right. Can, like, off that one thing? And I think he is. Yeah. I think that they have to tackle yeah. exactly what, what's going on. But because of this discourse, it's allowed us to take they a look at, like, right. these X-Men characters and be like, well... Is Madeline Pryor, like, it's the same thing of, like, is Magneto a bad guy? Yes, he is. Right. He is. Has he not done horrible things? Of course. Yeah. But you can understand why he did it. And, like, I think that's what, I think that's what makes, honestly, I think that's what also makes X-Men so good, too, because of their villains. Like, with most of their villains, you understand or you get how they got to where they are, and why they're doing it because when most of them they're doing it for the right reasons but they're just going about it in a horrible way so you kind of just have to be like okay well i i get it but also you know chill bro like you know what i mean yeah like it's it's definitely one of those moments um that's why i think they have such staying power also because of the understandability like if that is even that's not even a word and i'm making it up on the spot it's okay yeah. like it's the relata- um, relatability of these characters and their, and their struggles and even if exactly. even if they aren't relatable fans and then writers make them relatable right yes. like madeline prior was essentially just a plot device to give yeah. this this kid to push things forward right 
you know, like, sure. But then as fans, we're like, well, what about her act, her actually as a person? And then the what writers are like, exactly. you're right. What are, what, what about her as an actual person? Like, how can we tell right. stories from this point? Exactly. Like Omega Red is, is on the X-Force team, you know? They made us understand why Omega Red is Omega Red. Right. And like, it perfectly makes sense. Like, if you are a person who are who is made to just like suck people's energy, of course that's how you're going to be. Like, they've even like personalized people like Celine. Like, you know, like yeah. Well, Celine's so, still evil. <laughs> like, she's still evil. Like, yeah. she she's. Let's be real. There are people who just want to evil. Like, evil yeah. going evil. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that. <laughs> it, that's just how some are. And um, like, but you understand. You kind of understand with if you someone put, made a point to um said. If you spend your whole life, if you grow up and the first thing you remember is you literally absorbing your mother and you just and people literally serving people to you, of course you're gonna see people as people uh, as food. Right. Like you know, right. like it's it, it's like a it. dog fights. Like they make a yeah. dog do those things. Right. You know, you're torturing well, somebody to be a torturer. You know. Right. Exactly. And so, like, what are you like? What, the character, like Destiny, you know, Destiny mm-hmm. has been a villain this whole time. Mystique too, and like, we've seen nuance with their characters through this age. Yes, you know, right? Like, and they do horrible shit, but they do it for the betterment of mutant kind. Yeah, like you know, I want to give a quick rundown of where we are yeah. in the X Men stories. So, okay. Fall of the House of X is dealing with Cyclops's. Um, execution they're right. the the bad guys wow. which are orcus orcus orchestrated this whole thing they're they're <laughs> mutant they're they're huge they're anti-mutant group but they're more than just dumb neo-nazis they are right. scientists and manipulators and whatnot modok dr stasis moira nimrod um karima the omega sentinel um mm-hmm. there are like it's it's a it's a conglomerate of like really right. bad people. Like even Vulture is 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 in yeah. on it now. Yeah, well, Vulture yeah, Vulture was a scientist for Orcus, but he got t- taken down in Uncanny Spider-Man number 5. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so like so that's going on with Fall of the House of X and then mm-hmm. the X-Men are leading a squad to save Cyclops from his execution in France. Mm-hmm. In that uh Rasputin the fourth or fifth fourth okay Mm -hmm. Rasputin the fourth comes in and then has to leave because Professor X calls her out right right and they're like Mm -hmm. what is going on I'm gonna say why yeah but then we see in Rise of the Powers of X um that takes place in an alternate future which had some really cool parts that that Rasputin is being sent into all like alternate futures to gather information to then hopefully kill Moira in the past. Mm-hmm. But they need the yeah, proper information. We, right. We find out that they um they have control of his in, of um Sinister's engines. My thing is how do they still remember it? But they've I mean if Sinister modified it, I'm sure they can find a way to modify right. it as well. So like, and I kind of like how now they have to use Sinister's own plan of trying to restart Sinister. We kind of get a sense of Sinister again, but with Xavier as yeah. the head of it. Yeah. And like, I I kind of like to see where this moment is going. And I kind of, 
kind of can see what's about to happen. Yeah. I feel like I know what's about to happen, but I don't like. So, what do you think is going to happen? Okay, so. And by the way, this the ties way... in with Dead X Men number one. Oh yeah, I just I read that. I read that. Um, the day it came out. When I tell you, I went on my lunch break and yeah. I went home. I went there and I got it. I was like, yeah, because um, there's no way I wasn't going to read about my about my people i was waiting and then they said rachel was going to be in it i had no idea she was going to be in it until i saw her and i was like oh yes my favorite summers like oh it's gonna okay. be this is gonna be it i still um, but, i still am a little confused on what happened there but uh sorry continue yeah. with your idea oh, of what's no, no, gonna no, happen for sure i'm definitely confused on how they like you mean how they got back in like, yeah, they, you know... they mentioned that they used eggs so maybe they just had a couple more eggs that right. they could use they just left they had left over because like the way i mean somebody has to have uh like has to have a cradle somewhere right like uh uh cerebro somewhere right like you know yeah and so, so so yeah i don't know but they did okay they resurrected them so i don't know yeah so right they had to be they had to be brought back somehow um but this is my theory so the way they're placing on um, they're talking about it um like Xavier's doing this whole process of trying to see what will work um going forward with yeah. Cohen's experiment. So I feel like they're gonna try to find a way to I feel like they're trying to find a way to um to kill Mora, but still of as we saw in Dead X-Men, still find a way to um give Xavier what he needs so that Krakoa can exist. I feel like he's going to try to find. They're going to try to find a way to reboot Krakoa uh-huh. in a way that like brings them back, but they have some kind of fighting chance. Um, but it's going to be a different Krakoa than what we know it as. But I feel you like think, it's going. Do to you be... think they're going to rewrite time? I hope not. I feel it like did, that. It wouldn't I make any like sense. All the Marvel comics and everything that took place since 2019 have tied yeah. in with this. So involved with them, right? I don't know if they're going to rewrite the timeline. See, th- that's what I, th- but the way they're doing these little Moira, t- um, these Moira engines, I was like, something's going to be rewritten or something because they said that they're going to have some kind of like the X-Men are going to be okay after this. So hopefully, I don't know how they're going to, going to place how they're going to play this one out. I don't know. This is we're have we're seeing a current days of future past storyline basically <laughs> happen um with these um Mora engines and like with them like resetting everything because at one point at one point it looked like what was confusing me was it looked like they were going to the pasts the past before with the Mora but then I read it more and I was like oh they're using the Mora engines to just go to different. Um, to do to just restart the time over again, because mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the whole the little moment of seeing Smasher, the little the little future yeah. Smasher kid, I love that moment. I because as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my god, I know who that is. <laughs> I instantly saw it. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's your son. <laughs> but that son doesn't. Does that son exist? Does Sam Guthrie have a mm-hmm. child right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. but he's on Chandelar. So Right. Yeah, that's why he lives in Chandelar. He lives with Chandelar um, with his um his wife Smasher. They had a kid. Um, they had a kid since like they were in the Avengers. Didn't they meet on the Avengers though? Yep. Yeah, okay. they had a kid right after that. They left the event. They left the team to um because she got pregnant. You ever think? You ever think to yourself that like 
like and i don't i don't know what's going on with you personally but mm. like what if your your soulmate is an alien you know what i mean like dude right what it like like sam sam guthrie a lot of his storylines aren't about dating but like mm -hmm. he's dated a couple people right did he date right. moonstar um no they, they had no? this will they won't they think okay. but they never dated no i don't remember who sam has dated but the point um he's dated lila cheney okay um that was a thing um yeah. he did he dated a few aliens actually um i think uh, there was a, another alien there um and he dated uh what's her name what's her name who we know who we know now serafina um, one of the the future people on the kids, the children of tomorrow. Oh, remember okay. Serafina? Yeah, yeah. They dated like in, in her like beginning of it. Like they dated when she came to like the real world for a little bit. Yeah, but like she was just using him or whatever. Uh -huh. and, like, yeah, he they had like a whole life together, and then like it had a kid, and then it was a lie. Yeah, uh -huh. it was a whole thing. Uh, yeah. it's just interesting that he has to meet. I mean, she's not an alien. Yeah. She's human, but she right. is part but of the the the, the imperial Shiar, the Shiar imperial, imperial guard, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the fact is, is that like this guy moved like planets, galaxies, planets. You know, right? And let's talk about a king, like guys, like let's talk about a progressive king, because this man said, "No, my wife has a real job. I'm going to go move with her." <laughs> and you got, and is not only doing that, but staying home and taking care of his son for um while she goes out and does imperial guard shit. That's a man, y'all. And I, we we just stand on we just stand on Cannonball. He's he's a, he's a king, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let, let, let let's talk about X Men and having just very strong uh, female characters, as yes. well as as well as just obliterating gender roles, right? Like, yes. like is Cyclops Let's doesn't go up to Jean Grey. It. Cyclops doesn't go up to Jean Grey and go, Jean Grey, you're staying at home while I go work. Like, that right. never happens. Why? Because mm -hmm. you're going to get telekinetically bitch slapped. That's just what's right. going to happen, you know? Right. And, like, we see this with Rogue and Gambit. Like, mm -hmm. Rogue is stronger than Gambit. She just is. Yeah. She's right. more powerful. And most of them are. You know, right, most of the women in in X Men, yeah. right? Yeah, they have all the coolest powers, and I love and I love that they I love that they do that. Like you know, one thing someone said, um, I I I watch a, a X Men podcast called Cerebral Cast, and yeah, there is um a moment he talks about Scott, um, how his father like vision um vision Scott, and I as soon as soon as he said, I was like, this is amazing because I that's all I see. Um, they talk about basically scott is the main character they everybody thinks of scott as the main character but as the story goes on you realize and scott also comes to realize that gene gray has been the main character this whole time and we've just been watching uh, watching the main character grow through scott's eyes in most cases yeah. and i kind of i love that fact because th that's kind of exactly what it is because like the way and that's why x-men worked so bad especially back then because they it made us, it gave us feminism without us realizing, oh, this is a lot of, you know, this is a lot of feminine power that's happening in behind the scenes. Because yeah. they give us cool characters like Wolverine and Colossus and Scott Summers, of course. But then how they do it is the stories don't move forward. Big stories in the X-Men don't move forward unless it's with one of the big women characters. Like um, a lot of like Jean Grey stories, like the Dark Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix propelled them in a way that would have never happened if like, like you know if not for Jean Grey like right. there are stories like you know they need these women um 
to be the strong person, the supporter back one. Of course, that's what most women have been in the background. But I love that they kind of extenuate, um, kind of capitalize on. Yeah, extenuate. That's the word. You know, I can never say that word. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But yeah, I love how they extenuate, like just the women and how they, they, how they stand in their truth. And I, I, that's why we love Chris Claremont, honestly, because. Chris Claremont never shied away from making strong women, not just the woman behind the man. You know what I mean? I I believe Chris Claremont stated that, like, somebody asked him, like, why aren't they just men, these characters that you create? And he's like, look at at it from the other side. Like, do they have a reason to be a man? No? Then let's make a female. Like, why not? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, Storm wasn't even intended to be, like, Storm's powers, that was intended to be for a man's powers, like, for DC. But they was like, he was mm. like, why not be a black woman? Like, why not be the black, and he just made the black cat woman for, um, for her to be the X-Men. But he was like, why not make her uh, the Weather Witch? Like, and that's the thing, like, these, the all, if mostly, mostly every single woman that has been on the X-Men is a dynamic woman with so, with so many layers to her, like, she doesn't have to be just the soft spoken and some people have written them as um especially like people like Jean Grey they've um some people miss her as just like the docile person behind right you know behind Scott and she's like oh I faint at the like at my own power like you know we've most of us have seen the cartoon we know like you know she faints at the at the strength of her own power kind of thing that's the one bad thing about the cartoon the cartoon didn't show us that the women were more powerful than the men Yes, you know they they did her and Storm wrong, and I hated that. I mean, like, Storm uh, got better play than Jean Grey in the cartoon, right? Sometimes, but no, only but when Jean, when Storm had like big power moments, like when she was trying to do like power, big power moments, like Jean do does, like she like like oh no, I can't control it, the winds. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, calm down, guys. Like, she, yeah, she talks to the winds, like you know, like it communicates with her like you know sometimes she does lose control but not like that like y'all are y'all are capped out yeah i mean that that's kind of the thing but like we we realize that like so many amazingly strong characters um Mm -hmm. um with with where x-men is going right now um oh you read did you read x-force 48 oh yeah oh yeah so Beast for a long time has been bad and slipping. Like he he hasn't been outright evil up until recently, but like he's been morally gray for a very long time. And so what they've done is now we have a completely evil Beast, but then now they've brought back a clone of Beast that has a previous um memory the the, the memory uh the like the mind backup um yeah. from his time in the avengers yes. when he was happy beast so right. now now we have ha- like past beast which right our pro- uh, beast back then if we were saying like x-men's been around like 15 years this was around i would say like eight years ago like right like would you think it was like his t- his time is like roughly halfway back okay or so... maybe even in the beginning like five years <laughs> I would like, give him like I would give this like probably like year ten maybe no I would probably like eight years like eight eight years sound about right because I feel like 
he was at least, he was has to be an adult before he when he's on the Avengers. But I feel like he's like a fresh adult. Like he's probably like what twenty. This maybe, is around the time of like Giant Size X Men number one because he yeah remember, he gets saved there and then he leaves right and then right. it's and then very shortly afterwards them. that he joins the Avengers right and I feel like they're like Gene and them are like probably like what twenty one ish yeah because they're drinking they're drinking at this point so they're like twenty one twenty two. So like I feel look, like if I was a, if I was a mutant and I was on the X Men like I don't care about human laws I'm gonna underage drink <laughs> I'm gonna underage drink right my look, life is I'm hard gonna enough. party I'm gonna as drink. a mutant I'm not gonna party with right. your human laws I'm gonna right. I'm, a I'm sorry party. you're calling me by my human name yeah all right that is my, my human age games are being bitch can right. you imagine getting stopped can you imagine getting stopped by a cop and be like my human age is eighteen. But I'm a, I'm a mutant. I'm a mutant twenty five, baby. You know I'm how many times drink. been resurrected? All right, get out of here. <laughs> you go you go to rent a car. You know the humans over there. They're they're like, uh, sir, you're eighteen. You can't rent a car. It's like my human it's age fine. is eighteen, but I'm a mutant. I'm twenty five. <laughs> Give me that car. Right. I feel like as soon as you're a mutant, you should be aged up like five years. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, they've gone through so much trauma up until that point, you know? Oh my God, right? Like there isn't a there's barely a mutant that has gone through uh gone through any trauma. Like and Kamala Khan is finding that out the hard way. Yeah. Like she has barely been a mutant for like seven minutes and everybody is turning on her like crazy right now. Like, and I can't wait for the next um for her new series, the Mutant Menace one to come out. Um, yeah, because they already um they they're like uh her her people are gonna turn on her, and I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for this. I was like, oh, people are like, oh, you a mutant, like, and that's what's crazy to me about mutant racism in X in Marvel because y'all have so many other things to worry about, but mutants are what y'all like is the cross you want to die on. Yeah, like the people who are actually. Who are literally like there are people with alien powers like y'all. There are people who have been modified by science. Y'all hate science. Like people who the people who go up into a stink about like about these things. They're the people who are like science can't cure me. God can. And like I feel like that's one of those moments. I'm like this is literally like your planet's evolutionary scale. Like if you believe in evolution, you should believe like you should be cool with the mutants. Like that's right. the one thing I'm like. But then like, there's and the there problem. are scientists who are against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the science, we've talked to, uh, I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but like people always ask, why do the humans of the Marvel Universe like Captain yeah. America? Why do mm -hmm. they, why are they cool with Captain America and cool Yeah, that's with, always like, the question. But not cool with X-Men. Like, mm -hmm. but the difference is, is that X-Men are the next evolutionary lap, like step of the ladder. Right. And it really ties into kind of what they do here in the real world. They shall not replace us. Right. Humans are are mm -hmm. very upset that that not only that science is saying that like mutants are the next step, but that mutants believe they're the next step. The and next that step, makes yeah. humans inferior. So thus mm -hmm. it's kind of like this. It's like it's like you are uh, like when people get into like a fight and it's like Oh, you think you're the big man? Like you're bigger and stronger than me? Right. I have a gun. So, right. So humans are going to be using their tools, like their guns, or picking right. on mutants that are kids and killing them, mm -hmm. or creating sentinels, like doing what humans do. Mm -hmm. 
to bridge that gap of like, yes, they are right. inferior, right? And I think that's what makes it also more. I think uh, another thing that makes it also scarier for them is because it could be anybody. Like I, I think that's the thing. Um, because there was a there is this little um poster they did in like the early two thousands of like the picture of his like wanted like um human human then mutant then human and it was like Franklin um Richards on it uh -huh. um yeah um but yeah it's like um it could be it's the fear that it could be anybody it could even turn out to be your children as well you're talking about that and that I picture think... it's like do you know where what your child is yes. or whatever yes yes, a, yes, a, yes 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 it's a play on do you know where where your child is where your children yeah right yeah. exactly but then it's like what do you know what your children what are your or something is? like that right yeah. mm-hmm it's, that was for the mutant registration act back in the day yeah right and that always stood out to me for some reason they don't make they don't do comics like they used to back in the day can we just like talk about like they like the promotion it's 1990 it's, comics yeah crazy. it's 1987 do you know what your children are instead of yeah, do you know, know where your children from. are do you know what your children are what your children are and like it's it's that's that. it yeah that's it Paid for by the Franklin citizens Richards. in support of the Mutant Registration Act. Yep. Oof. I don't think that's Franklin See. Richards because Franklin is Franklin Richards declared a mutant to the public back then. Think. Yeah. No, no, really? no, no, no. But back then, no, no, no. I think, but I think that's just like a. I think that was just for like us, like, oh, like we okay. know who that is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this um, because I think they um, there was the person who drew. It was like they that was supposed to be Franklin. Okay. Okay. And so I, um. I mean, but yeah. I mean, X Men. <laughs> I love the, like the 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 things that X Men do. You know, the stories yes. that they tell us. You know. Yes. Um. Oh, I looked it up by the way. So, Giant Size X Men was in 1975. Beast joins the Avengers in 1975, which means okay. right when he leaves the X Men, he joins the Avengers. He joins them. Which mm -hmm. means this Beast is probably 21, 22. Yeah, I would say yeah. That's uh, maybe right. add a couple years because he was on the Avengers maybe. for a little bit of time, but like right. he's roughly twenty one to twenty four. Okay, like this, think, is like this is young beast. For some reason, I feel like this is like isn't this like West Coast Avengers beast? Like uh, uh, when he was on, no, was when, which one team was he on when he was with um Wonder, Wonder Man? Man? Let's yeah, let's. I think I mean it could be. Um. Uh, it, it's probably West Coast Avengers, but okay. But how long is Beast with it? That's why I'm saying like maybe 24. You know, right? So maybe it's about eight years, like eight years ago, nine yeah. years ago, maybe ten years ago. Because I feel like they have a. I feel like he doesn't leave them until like they like they have like solid years together, like the minimum, like. Cause they were fifteen. I feel like maybe like five years in, five years at least. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So uh, we're we're still dealing with a pretty young beast. That's that's you know. Oh, by the way, just just with the sliding Marvel timeline, that like. People don't realize that like Marvel issues, although that like these these stories have been written in the 60s right that with the modern marvel timeline it slides so yeah so big events like reed richards was like fought in world war ii 
but he no longer fights in World War II because that wouldn't make any sense. Um, the Punisher fought in Vietnam, but nowadays he's not a Vietnam war right. vet. He is um, right. an Afghanistan um, war vet or an Iraq war from, vet. Karma is a refugee. Like, you know, like, as yeah. a Vietnam refugee. But, like, they, they shift it, you know? And they, they try yeah. to make it work, and they retcon it with this sliding timeline. Right. Um, what's interesting is that, like, Captain America didn't get thawed out of the ice until after September 11th. Yeah. Like, there That's were the there the mo the modern there, Marvel. There are age. stories of them. Yeah, like that um the never the Nuff said um comic. No, no, I know, but like with the sliding timeline, that technically isn't exactly what happened. It isn't. I feel I feel like it probably would have happened he would have had to because there are literal comics of him like having to like see do that, right? Yeah, like oh. but with the sliding timeline. It sh it shifts. There there Touché, are comics. Right. There are comics where like the Avengers meet Richard Nixon. But like you know what facts. You know what you know facts. What I mean? you, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, okay. Yeah. The Touché. big things shift. Like there there yeah. like there was a comic where Spider Man meets the original cast of the S of SNL, and so like, but that doesn't that doesn't factor in anymore. It it right. it just doesn't. And exactly. Like you can't with a sliding timeline. So truth right. be told the modern and they don't really touch on it because it's it's people don't want to say that like yeah the stories that you read 20 years ago don't technically count or that it doesn't matter anymore but like mm -hmm. if we're saying the x-men have been around for 15 years that means the modern age of marvel started after september 11th 2001 because that was 22 years ago 23 years ago like yeah the modern Marvel age has not been around. The heroes have not been around for 23 years. Right. You can right. say they've been around well, 15, 17 years, but they haven't been around for that much. And Captain America is not even a founding member of, of the Avengers. So, say. you know, yeah. So keep that in mind. Like, I think it's crazier to think, yeah, Captain America got thawed out of the ice into this shit storm, which is the George Bush era presidency. <laughs> like that's funnier that is like he gets thought out of ice and he's like holy shit this is the way the world is now like yeah like people, i i just i just wish i was there to see him his face when like he saw the world like i just i know it was funny like yeah just seeing nick fury like the that's why i did like the ultimates because ult the ultimates version of him seeing nick fury as the um head of uh thing i was like yeah. oh this is hilarious i mean yes ultimate captain america was not nice though so like like it was i feel like he was nice he it was, was satirical nice. he just, like it, it was a, a satire he wasn't afraid to, to to kill people for sure like no, i think that was the one thing more than but that. i did like his moment because like he he knew how to treat women and everything especially with like when him and janet were like dating uh yes and no like being nice to women is one thing, but allowing women to make their own decisions, this ultimate Captain America did not allow, like he was not about that life. He was, he was very strict gender roles, my way or the highway sort of thing. Like, like sure. He, he beat up giant man and all that. And like that needed to happen. Sure. But like sure. ultimate Captain America was Mark Miller, who is Scottish, his parody of America. Like, what if America was a person, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. whereas, whereas 
Captain America of the 616 Marvel Universe, the comics, is what if the American dream was a person? Right, was a person, yeah. And that's kind of Very the difference. Because so. the American dream is equality of all people, the freedom mm-hmm. of choice, the idea that right. like we can be bigger and better as human beings if we just like yes. if we just work together. But the ultimate Captain America was no, this is this is post September eleventh America. This was mm-hmm. and that time period was why. Gen Z doesn't realize reason, that. For some reason, I know he cried when he heard about it. Like when when he heard about nine eleven, he was he just he probably just did like a single tear. Like yeah. I can he, he seems the ultimate cry. version. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's it was it was wild. But like anyway, the sliding time scale is weird with with these yeah. with these with these guys. So much. I mean, and I think that's also the thing about the Marvel universe is that like you know how like in real life like boomers get very upset that like life is changing way too fast for them yeah so that's in real life imagine in the marvel mm-hmm. universe where people are like what i can't say muty anymore yes right like or or, oh. or 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 people being like do we like spider-man do we not like spider-man think about this like imagine like real world canceling but with spider-man like right like I thought we canceled Spider-Man. Oh no, we're cool right. with Spider-Man now. Is he? And then there's gonna be people being like, I actually kind of like Spider-Man, but I'm not gonna tell people. And then, you right. know, there's other people like, no, Spider like, like boo, Spider-Man, you know? I don't know. It's it's just crazy to like kind of right. so much has changed. And... So much has changed for these these citizens been... in 15 years. Right. And you know, I may be ignorant, but <laughs> I always think somebody is like, oh, with the muty thing, I'm like, is there somebody saying, hey, what's up, my muty? Like, you know, like, (laughs) I want that for somebody. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, like, in X-Men comics, they do come up with slang that is, that is, like, just for mutants, right? So, like, they call, they call humans flat scans. Um, I want to shout out a couple people who have been answering stuff on our Instagram story. Um, because I, I posted a question on the Instagram story on like mm-hmm. what people's favorite X characters are, right? Oh, okay. And uh uh mm-hmm. Uncanny Ken says magic. Ooh, Ileana yes. Rasputin, you know. She's on Who, mine too. Yeah. In in my opinion, okay, I like Ileana magic, mm-hmm. but I don't like the abundance of the concept of magic in mutantdom. Like I don't I don't need mutant sorcerers. Like <laughs> sorcery to me is is human beings trying to keep up with mutants, you know? Like mm-hmm. Doctor Strange trying to yeah. keep up with magic. Magic's gonna like like, you know, do her thing. Or Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. like like I I'm cool with Scarlet Witch, but I don't like Captain Britain and all that otherworld stuff. I'm not a big Ooh, fan. I love it. I love it. It's different stuff. Um like yeah for sure um I, no i i love the fact of um i love mutant magic um i did and i think because i i started off with I, i'm first of all i love mutants and i love anything magical like i think i i love like getting into stories about magic like if it's a show about witches or something i'm gonna watch it it's probably sure it's probably definitely definitely sure um but yeah, like I like the way they like use um or they fuse in their mutants um abilities with 
their magic um the magic with it yeah. and like the beginning of it, it I, I thought it was beautifully done um and i kind of wanted them to do more with the magic um because we don't um because there's a moment in um the beginning well in the last parts of new mutants where magic talks about teaching some mutants with no with like no real like offensive powers like magic and then like she was talking to richter about it and then we never and then also thinking about getting Matt, um, maddie to do it too then never talk about it again and i'm like that would be a smart move like i think that would be a, a good little moment for like non-active mutants to have i and agree with that i'm cool with that as long as they don't go too crazy with it but like I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Like, you want to protect your people. You want to teach your right. people how to protect themselves. Right. Then you can go. You don't want old people getting OP, even more OP. Yeah, I feel right. that. Right. Right. We don't need to add magic to Nightcrawler. Let's just say and <laughs> Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler isn't even OP, but the lovability of Nightcrawler is that he isn't OP. Like, right. He has very. He's right. not the best. Even the best teleporter. He's not right. Right, exactly. That that's the thing. Like he's not even the best teleporter. Like, but also, it, yeah, it's his endearing like nature and his like creativity with it that makes him what he is. And like, right. even the addition of him getting a hope sword, I was like, that's still a good moment for him. But it doesn't overpower him to where like, oh, now you just like another one of the overpowered motherfuckers right. out here. But like, he doesn't need to be Omega level like. Yeah, you know, or anything, right? Exactly. Like we love him for him, you know. Colossus right. doesn't need to be the strongest. Colossus yeah, is exactly. Colossus. Like, like that's exactly. the way he is. And on the flip side, Storm is a goddess. She is super powerful. Mm -hmm. But I love it when Storm pulls a knife on someone. Yes, right. Like Jesus, I love. I, I love a good little like street rap moment. Like yeah. you know, like. That's like people forget. Like she has been, she's a street rat, and I love this, and like we love this for her, and I, like she's a pickpocket, and I want that for her. I'm sorry, I just watched Aladdin, guys, so I'm just saying street rat for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah. Um, but, but no, um, yeah, like I, I love a good like moment where she's fighting, like the moment where she's in the um the 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 ring perilous or the um the siege or perilous. The, the Siege Perilous, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, when she's fighting um the the one who can transform into to everything, the Omega shape um shapeshifter. I was yeah. like, yes, like, and then even the moment of um her fighting Tarn, like yeah. of her just like going like hand to hand. I love that. Well, she fights Tarn again in Resurrection of Magneto number one, mm -hmm. which Oh, would... I know. I we... wasn't a big fan of that issue. Ooh, it's, what? it's 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 I I, I I I'm I know it's gonna get somewhere. I'm okay mm -hmm. with it, but like, mm -hmm. like I need Magneto back, so I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm there for the ride. I need. <laughs> I Magneto don't care back. how you do it. Just do it. You know, <laughs> he he's dead, but he's gonna come back. But like, like however they're doing it, it's cool. By the way, I do. Uh, who's her boyfriend? Craig? Is it is Craig? Is it Craig? Yes. Yes. I I wanted to make a whole video just on that little those few panels alone like the way th that little moment of how she talks about him was so great like of yeah. him just being um of him just being there and just holding her when she um when she was awake not even being that scared of her like because we like when you see it like she like thunders out like she lightnings out of her body like and wind and everything and he just like holds her and like i'm like 
this is such a beautiful moment and like um yeah i was trying to find out what she what she said she said craig my summer rain my rooftop in japan my quiet in the storm what only storm talks like that like just i love it man i love it like al ewing writes her so so beautifully like in in such a way that he knows how to encapsulate this black woman's voice because she just it just it's amazing like even the moment of her with um with blue marvel and like um them talking about the funny moment where she says um in this moment i i'm reminded he reminds me of forge and i'm reminded of why i whatever but i also know why monica broke up with um <laughs> with blue yeah. marvel and it reminds I, me I of why it. I was attracted to him, but also why we broke up, right? Something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> here's yes. the thing about Storm. Um, for a moment, I'm reminded of Forge. Yep. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, here's the thing about Storm. I don't like her being paired with T'Challa for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. I was there back in the day. I was reading the comics back in the day where it happened, and people were like, Why'd they pair them up together? Just because they're two African, like, uh, not even mutants, have two African heroes. Mm -hmm. And that, like, that's the only thing, like, the most prominent Mm -hmm. uh, black female character, most prominent black male character. Let's pair them up and see what happens. But, like, why? They had never really met. I think they had, like, one comic that they had, like, Mm -hmm. teamed up with previously. But for the most part, like, they didn't. And then they retconned a past history with these characters. Yeah. And it it seemed too much. So not only did I think it was shoehorned in, my second thing is that T'Challa doesn't deserve Storm. And it doesn't mean At that, all. like, like T'Challa, yes, is my Thanks. king. I get it, right? Right. But sometimes your king and your queen don't deserve to be together. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the story. So, like, Thanks. T'Challa, like, I got mad respect for T'Challa. But at the same time, he doesn't deserve Storm. Wolverine doesn't deserve Thanks. Storm. Like... But who does? Who does though? Is Craig. Yeah. Yeah. But big facts. Big you facts. Uh, so this is my thing. This is how I'm because I'm conflicted about it. Um, so I do I did like T'Challa um and Storm together. They had a I because I read the Black Panther story as it was happening and whatever, and like I did love the fact that it wasn't just her. What I like about Storm, especially when she's in a relationship with most people, she has like a balance of where she like gives half and half. Like there is moments where like she is, you know, she lets T'Challa take the lead and she like, you know, allows him to be the king that he needs to be, especially like when he's dealing, being diplomatic and doing um, Wakanda stuff. But then there are moments where like she clearly checks him like in front of him. Like there's a moment in where like she takes over him and her take over Fantastic Four while um Sue and Reed go on to fix their marriage and she's like um she tells him don't make me embarrass you in front of your friends what that she literally there is literally a panel y'all and for like for for black people who have black mothers y'all know the the don't make me embarrass you in front of your little friends that's a moment that just is imprinted in my mind and the fact that she said that I was like Yes, but <laughs> there's moments like that where I'm like, I do like the um, I do like the fact that they don't make her just sur- subservient to him. I think the big thing is the the main stories that she's in, like the stories where it crosses over. It looks like she's 
the subservient person to him. And, and in some aspects, she is because there are stories where she kind of just blends in to just being the queen of Wakanda, not Storm. Yeah. And um, I did like the Worlds Apart, the X Men Worlds Apart ish, um, four issues where they kind of show where Storm is also conflicted about being both a woman, um, being the queen of Wakanda and trying to be an X-Man and also being all these other titles in her. And then we kind of see her go through that while also fighting one of her big, first big, um, big bads, King, um, Shadow King. And like that, those are the moments that I, I kind of like, but as it went on, like, I was like, okay, I can see why you're not, like his reason why he's alone is the same reason Batman's alone because they feel like they can't trust them with certain people with certain information, and like he and then will get upset that they that the partner holds out the information the same information that you would do, but like how can you be upset for secrets when you are the king of secrets? You know what I mean? And like we kind of see that relationship unravel in like sword um in sword where like they kind of break up and he was like. You told me, um, why didn't you tell me about resurrection protocol? He said, um, she's like, um, tell, he's like, states, um, state affairs have never been the reason why we we didn't work. Or the reason why we didn't work is because you held things that I needed to know from me. Yeah. And like those, and it's those moments where you're like, yeah, you don't deserve her, mom. But Wolverine and her, though, I am, I am kind of for that. I, but maybe, Craig, maybe I think. But here's what here's what I give now, to Wolverine. Here's what I give to Wolverine. Sure, Wolverine mm-hmm. is white and Canadian, but he is an ally. Like, he is an ally yeah. through and through. You don't through get through. Wolverine, like, acting the fool, saying something dumb and, like, microaggressions. Like, that's not... Right. Wolverine's full aggression. He's never... Maybe back in the 80s, but no. But, like, no, like, yeah, he's traveled the world, and, like, I mean, sure, it depends on who's writing him, right? But, like, he's traveled yeah, the world, and sure. he's been nothing but an ally, and he's been mm-hmm. nothing but a like an ally not only for race, like human race, but yeah. then also for women. Yes. Wolverine's never like like he he's... will protect the women in his life because he wants right. to in his heart protect them, not because they're incapable of being uh, uh protecting themselves. Exactly. Because if you realize most of the women he's been with are strong women, he's never been with like a real, like, you know, docile woman. Right, like, and even, even if he is, mom. even if he is, like, well, what? Who was who uh, docile? Was Mariko? Mar- Mariko yeah, was docile. Damn, I, it's, yeah, you know. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. Like, like I'm right. not judging his taste in women, and I'm she not judging ended up becoming a strong woman. Yeah, <laughs> she ended up oh, running the yakuza. <laughs> I and I'm not judging any of that. Like that. That's kind no. of like the whole thing about like like letting people choose their role for themselves, right? Yes. But the thing about T'Challa is T'Challa thinks he's the best. And it's mm-hmm. a problem. And like, like, and I, I'm de- just dealing with my own experience, like, like in hetero relationships and mm. seeing other like hetero partnerships out there. Like, there are men that will not hold the purse for their woman. Right. Storm needs someone who will hold her purse. Like, and right. th- and that doesn't emasculate you. Like, I hold purses. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if I have a girl that's going to go, that needs to go to the bathroom, you hold her drink, you hold her purse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she's going, like going into the dressing room, like whatever. Like mm-hmm. you, you do that. Like it's just the way it is. Right. Like I feel like T'Challa would do that. I don't I, think I, T'Challa would I not be like caught dead holding Storm's purse. That's what I'm, that's I, my, this is the thing. I feel like wrong. she would definitely make him 
hold the purse. Like, but, he, but that, she she shouldn't have to. That true, almost that true. almost makes me dislike but, Storm in a way. Storm should be with a man. She doesn't have to be that aggressive. Yeah. You know True. what I mean? But I feel like he's more of a he's also more for um woman for it as well because like the the Dormelage alone like and how like he's basically raised um by his mother and how he treats his mother and the women around him. I feel like they he has more of a it's more so a trust issue with him. Like it's more so a I can't trust anyone with this vital information. Only I can be trusted with certain things and I have to keep you out of this to protect you. I do think the he has a I don't want to say like superiority because like I don't think he thinks he's better than everybody, but he goes into things like only I can be trusted with this because only I'm capable of doing this. Right. And I and I kind of think that's where he falls short as a person. And um, that's and like and I kind of like that we kind of get these like the last like few um, last couple of Black um, Panther um, runs have just been about him like having to deal with that fact. Like, yeah. Oh, you think you're the smartest person in the room, and now your 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 chickens have come to roost. Like the whole um him the sleeper agents thing with his last run, um, and you know the sleeper agents turning on you, yeah. like that. Like now you have to deal with those actions, and like because you trusted no one with that information, now everybody has to deal with it. Yeah, and I think that's the one reason why they don't get along, and I think that's the same reason why her and Forge don't work because he. I but I also feel like he he has a superiority complex. He he feels like he's better than everybody. Though though in the recent X Men issue, he does talk about how you can invent things and he doesn't understand them, and that's like just yeah. a thing. And so like that's a thing, I, right? You know, he doesn't understand it, and like that's a problem for him, and he knows that it's a problem. So mm-hmm. I think he he has an inferiority complex that yes. that is that then masks as a superior or superiority complex that masks his inferior inferiority. inferiority yeah, you know, completely. Yes, um, that is a, that is an amazing way to put it. Yeah. Um. Well, because a lot of people do, right? A lot of people will yeah, act sure. superior because they in fact feel inferior. For, I've right. been guilty of that before, you know, and mm-hmm. like um uh. Like that's just the way it works. Like sometimes right. that oh, you think you're better than me? No, it's more like they they're acting like they're better than you, or they right. convince themselves to act like that because they are afraid of so not nobody being else better. can see right, and so nobody you else know? can see that inferiority in them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to shout out uh, a couple more things. So, so um, I um mentioned Uncanny Ken liked magic. Uh, that that was mm-hmm. uh, Uncanny Ken's favorite character because uh, I asked on Instagram stories. BCL Aries mm-hmm. had said Storm, so good good stuff. BCL Aries, and then Emma X Babes X said Phoenix. So these are all strong female characters, and it's kind of funny yeah. that like after like mm-hmm. a lot of people's favorite X Men characters are these strong female characters. Yeah. I want to shout out that one wizard kid in the chat uh, on Twitch. That one wizard kid said favorite characters, Storm, Emma Frost, Anoli, X-Man, and then Wiccan, if if Wiccan counts. I don't, you know, for the sake of this, Wiccan, and then Danny Moonstar. Um, Like, I low-key count Wiccan as a mutant, though. I'm not going to say. We don't know, right? Wiccan's not a mutant, but like, Like, I don't know. But this is the thing. Okay, this is my thing. Now, him and um Speed have to be mutants. This is my thing because they're not to get um they're not her technical biological children. So how does Speed have Speed powers? Well, I mean Speed be, Speed has... Speed is a mutant. 
I don't yeah, think, he, but Wiccan right. has magic powers. That's not a mutant thing. True, very true. But also, there are other mutants who, because of circumstance, has gotten mutant power. Um, because of their circumstance, and we all we also have proven like certain mutant abilities come because of the circumstance of what they have been put into. Yeah, and I feel like you know the whole my spirit mother is is a magical could be a yeah. a little thing that can that ties into it like you know like just like magical a magic soul thing of her connecting to the spirit discs in limbo um is a whole thing i think i think with wiccan i would say i would say wiccan is invited to the barbecue right for sure but she, he's definitely invited to the cookout for sure but but like if wiccan says mutie but yeah, yeah, you you you're wincing, yeah, for sure. Right. You're like you're, you're side eyeing it. I can, but Wicked, if he's not a mutant, I'd be totally fine with that. Like magic and still magic. Like yeah. magic happens out of nowhere. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, that one wizard kid, and we can't get into this because I do want to get into what's to come in February for X Men mm -hmm. comics before yeah. we before we uh, uh uh wrap things up. But okay. um. That one wizard kid says, let Storm date a woman again, like back in the day. Who are some women that would match Storm's energy? Um, I'm mm. I'm stuck on Craig. Like, I love Craig. Honestly, Craig is there to support her. Honestly, I'm, I'm yes. Craig, you know? For sure. Like, I'm I'm I am I love her with Craig. Like the second it happened, I was just like when it first happened, I was like, I don't know. But as soon as the issue of her going on a date with him happened. I instantly was for it. Like, by the way, that dress, it, that, that storm dress, that dress. You remember that dress? Iconic. What? Yes. Like she ate that up. I love that the 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 thunder with it, the lightning, the lightning with the cloud. Like I was just like, yeah, yeah this. She ate that up, man. I loved it. But um, the the it's the little moments where she said where she like talks about him. She says. She doesn't see. He doesn't see me as the goddess. He doesn't see me as you know the the region of whatever. He just sees me as you know me as a woman. And I was like, this is a beautiful thing. Like you know, because yeah. we don't, especially dating a woman like Storm. Of course, there you could easily feel in, um, inferior to her. Like, but like he stands in her truth. Like he doesn't like. You can tell like he doesn't like shy away from it. Like for some reason, I see Craig being raised by a single mom. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know why. I was like, I can see him being raised by um, a strong, a strong woman. That has to be it. But their yeah. their little black love moment, I do love it. Like the, like just just him like holding her. Like yeah, I, I teared up. I'm not gonna hold you. I definitely teared up reading that. I, I clutched my heart and I I did a I did an audible. Oh my god! Like yeah, I was. I was yeah. at work, by the way. Like, yeah. also, my 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 coworker asked what was wrong, and I was like, "It's nothing." I was like, I, "No," but then they saw me looking at my comic and clutching my heart. They they know I'm a nerd. It's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, so much is going on. Uh, we're dealing with the wrap up of the Krakoan Age and the comics that come out next, uh, or this month um the 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 different comics we get um we get x-men 31 continuing all this we get fall of house of x number two rise of the powers of x number two x-force continues we get a new series with scarlet witch and quicksilver number one which i can't wait for 
Like I, I loved that Scarlet Witch series. I loved it. Yes, I loved, I loved it. it. I thought that was a real one. good series. Um, he did his thing. I haven't finished it though. Um, I got to right after the um Hulkling moment, the um Wiccan and Hulkling coming there. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, when Wiccan and Hulkling were in the Scarlet Witch. Uh, yeah, 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 when like they had to figure out what happened with the scrolls and stuff. Yeah. I mean the art in that series and the writing, Steve Orlando, like it's just it was really good. Um, a lot of these X-Men series do continue. Um because that's the thing, Scarlet Witch series, it's the same creative team, but they're just right starting it as Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver number one. Um we and also I like get... that. I'm glad they're giving him they're giving him shine too, because right. He was in Uncanny Avengers, which I thought was yes. really, was 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 cool. Great. I like that lineup. I thought it was amazing. I was sad to see it go. Uncanny Avengers, but um, we get yeah. I, I wanted that to last for for a long time. I I I wanted that to be a, a thing that stayed yeah. for a minute. Uh, we get a continue. I mean, we get all these series that continue, but we get new series with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. We get Wolverine, Magipore Knights number one, um, which is Wolverine, Black Widow, and Captain America in yeah. Magipore. And I love Magipore. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a Magipore moment. Yeah, you know. Um, we get. Dead X-Men number two, sure. Resurrection of Magneto number two. Invincible Iron, mm-hmm. Invincible Iron Man and Wolverine continue. There's two issues mm-hmm. of Wolverine next month, or this month. Um, again, they're doing like two a month to do this Sabretooth War. We're also getting, in Edge of Spider-Verse number one, we get the debut of Weapon V-I-I-I, which is eight. <laughs> Six, seven, eight. So Weapon, spider? Weapon eight is Peter Parker in the Weapon X program in this alternate universe. <laughs> uh, does it count as an X-Men comic? I don't know, but, you know, thought I should we'll shout see. it out. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we also got Women of Marvel 2024, uh, which Ooh, is an yeah, anthology book. Um, and it, mm-hmm. you can't have a Women of Marvel book without having X-Women in it. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. Like, you have to at least have, like, Gene and um Gene and Storm have to uh, are staples. You can't have them like honestly. I feel like you can't bring up Sue Storm without bringing up Jean Grey as a strong woman. Like um yeah. and strong woman in there at all. Like like yeah. Storm of course, but like you at least can't bring up Jean. Like uh, talking about the women in Marvel. Yeah, like they are staples. Scarlet or not Scarlet Witch? Uh, yes, yeah, Scarlet Witch is in the Women of Marvel twenty twenty four, but so is Psylocke. So Psylocke is on the cover. Good. So that's good for her. Yeah. There's a lot of really great, really great characters. Um, which is why I was asking everybody, like, yeah, what's what's your you know, what's your guys' uh favorite character? Shout out to Quanon for coming out of that. She is a she is one of the true MVPs. Like who I was gonna ask you, that was gonna be my question for you. Who do you think has been one of the big standout characters coming out of the Gracoan age? And especially that first year, I was definitely gonna say Quanon has been like Uh, she has sync. Took it right out of my mouth. I took it the words yeah. right out of my mouth. Yeah. Like snatched them right out. I, I didn't I never cared anything about Sync, mostly because like I had read Generation X a little bit, but not much. But he's been yeah. dead for so long. He's been dead yes. since the 90s. Like yes. but they brought him back, they reinvigorated him, they made people care. They gave him the best Hellfire Gala outfits. Oh my god. That first costume. Look here. I I instantly was like, I need that to be made for me. I just, I was, are we talking about the hat? 
the hat. Yes. Outfit. Yeah. With the with the trend, with the coat. Oh yeah. my god, the rainbow coat was. For some vicious. reason, I saw that and I was like, "That looks like Neo, not not <laughs> Matrix Neo, but Neo." You know what I'm talking about, right? Can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of love songs, so tired of tears. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when I saw that, I, I was can... like, "I'm seeing Neo." Okay. I can right. def- if he wore that, I could definitely see that. Oh my god, I yeah. need to write Neil and tell him to do that for Halloween. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, <clears throat> Sync has come out in such a way, like, cause I did like I like Sync in a in a general way, you know, like I'm like you, I've never because there are very few characters that you see yourself in, and and he's he wasn't not only black but the way he cared for other people like he I, i'm very much a nurturer and when i i put people before me and sync you and like and i didn't read a lot of generation x but the things i read like sync was always putting himself before people and i just always resonated with that but when he came out they reinvigorated they brought him back i never even thought of him as a character or as a favorite character until that and then he came out and i was like oh this is an actual character that I'm um thing um that I I that I identify with, but no, Sync was um was came out and like swinging the the first like moment of them bringing him back, and like he instantly became within the three years he came one of my favorite char- X Men characters like period like over like honestly God help me over like <laughs> over Storm and like um Gene like I I loved him he he's the reason why I the reasons why I like, I love them. I like is the reason why I love him. And like yeah. his story of the vaults of going yeah. and the relationship between him and Laura that I didn't know that I would ever want. But now that I'm like, I need it now, yeah. like him and Talon, like him, the fact of it's kind of like portraying him with an older woman kind of thing. I kind of love that. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, Oh, Older women that he loved too, and we and I kind of love that for him. Like, and both of them became more experienced X Men than any of the other X Men. They he they are now older than um than Wolverine now. Yeah. Like, man, I I the story that the stories that have come from them have been really good. Like, yeah. Like even how his powers have grown and how like they show like how um Cecilia read that little um info page of him how he could grow into becoming an Omega level mutant. Yeah. Um. They, like she was like, um, we could be watching um Omega level mutant grow into um what um be growing but right before us. And I'm like, okay, this is a nice moment. And like the the fact that we kind of get these like because he became like the point of view character kind of in X Men. Um. Yeah. In the first, uh, especially in the first year, he kind of became like the point of view character, just like learning from them, but also like gr- also being the more experienced p- person in certain um aspects. Yeah. And then the whole um, him being resurrected and remembering everything that happened in the vault and then the other Laura Kenny coming back and her not remembering anything. So now he has to remember all these years that he had with her, but it's not they're the same person. And now you have to live with this person also. I was like, I, I, I don't know why. I love moments. I love little stories like that. It's a, It was a cool little moment for them. And like the fact that they're continuing with it in the rise of um, the powers of X and like kind of making him the prof- literally making him the professor Xavier of them um in, yeah. in the future like i i love that i love this moment like i do like the moments of even how they describe his powers like the when he um when he grabs powers from other people um and even though they're not there like when he talks about 
getting using Polaris's powers. He was like, I can smell um when I think of Polaris and I automatically smell the coffee um from her breath and stuff like that. And I and he starts magnetizing stuff. I was like, this is a I was like, this is a moment. I was like, this is a cool moment. Like yeah. this man is bring is coming out. We're seeing this man grow in ways that would have never like they make they're making seedless characters like a thing. Like yeah. characters who have never been like a big thing are becoming like mainstayers now. Yeah. Like people knew Psylocke, but now we know Quanon. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it only works though with like 12 to 15 X-Men titles a month. Like it has yeah. to it like the only way we can get that is is, you know, get those characters to shine is giving them that spotlight. Right. Um which they've done an amazing job with the Krakone age. And I'm very sad to see it see it end, but mm-hmm. I know that it's gonna end great. I don't know what yes. the next stage is going to be, but mm-hmm. I welcome it. I will give it a fair shot. And truth be told, I will still read it, but whether I will love it like I did the Krakoan Age, yeah, I don't that's know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, will I will I be entranced in it like I was with this? Because this, this uh, it is a great time to be an X-Men fan, like, right now. Like, yeah. this, the stories that have come out of this have been transformative for like not only just like the care not only for like the the stories that they're telling the characters but for the stories that they're telling with like these things because like because you know when we do resurrection like when we talk about oh we're people are coming back to life no one ever thinks that they're going to talk about the how the sausage is made basically like no one is that like usually they leave you in the guest like oh it's just science so you just gotta hope science is the one that like you just had to know that it's science that's happening but they ask the questions of what happens like the like we talked about earlier like they ask the political questions of what happens when we all live together with this person who's a monster and like what do we do when we have a literal monster on our council but we have to live with him because he's the only way the resurrection protocol is possible. You know, like the whole, yeah. like the whole sinister of it all, of course, like right. him using a mutant, someone else's mutant gene to become a mutant and like them have to, them asking the question is, is he even a mutant because um, because of it? But technically they see him as a mutant because he has a mutant gene. Yeah. And like, that's the, that's what makes Krakoa such a great story. It's been amazing. Um Yes. I think this is one of the reasons why, and it's funny that it's happening at the tail end, that I wanted to do a State of X podcast, um, but I knew I had to make it monthly. But it's a it's a good recap right. of like everything that's, that's happened so far. For sure. um, Aaron, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and like for chatting sure, with man. me uh, for two plus <laughs> hours about, about right. X-Men and our love of X-Men and where X-Men is at this moment and whatnot. Um, I want to thank that one wizard kid out in our chat um and anyone who who answered our instagram story just to right, get a sense of what their favorite characters are you know um right. aaron before we get going though where can we find you what do you got coming up anything you want to plug Ooh, um so of course um you guys can find me on tiktok and twitter and discord at at king krakoa um you can also Find me, um, find my podcast with me and my friend Antonio, um, at Life uh, Life Rants Podcast on all the things Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the good things, you guys, um, and YouTube, um, but yeah, that's about it. All right, very nice, very nice. Um, 
you you're you're here on this premiere of this ep- of this episode. So, uh, congratulations, you were uh... here the first one. Um, X Men is something so near and dear to both of our hearts that like I'm I'm glad that right. we can get together and and and. and for sure. I'm sorry I talked your ear off, man. No, 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 you know, no. This is a one-on-one X-Men. show. Like, if we had another guest, then you know we'd have to split it by by right. more. But like, no, it's been great being able to talk with you about it, and I hope that the people listening and or watching um, um right, got that out of that as well. Um, this is State of X. It is one of our many podcasts that we do at the Keeg. This is once a month. Um, so, uh, tune in in March for the next episode where we talk about everything that has happened since then. Um, um, if you are watching us live, you were watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or youtube.com slash the Keeg show, or you listen to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from Apple podcasts, Google play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Now, if you're on, uh, social media, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at The Keeg Show. We're also on Facebook and, and Twitter and threads at The Keeg Show slash The Keeg Show. We're all over. The Keeg Show is the operative thing, uh, including thekeegshow.com, where uh, we write articles and uh, we post that up because, uh, you know, we're, we're expanding a little bit more. If you want to give back to the Keeg, find us at patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. And if you want to find a comic shop near you, go to comicshoplocator.com to find a comic shop near you. We do multiple different shows here. This is State of X. We also have Comic Talk every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, which, Aaron, I think you're in the upcoming this Thursday yes, uh, yes, episode sir. of Comic Talk, where we talk about mm-hmm. all the comics that came out that week. That is a weekly show. We talk about DC, Marvel, Indie, not just X-Men, but uh, everything mm-hmm. that we've read. And yes, there will be X-Men as well. Um, of course. And, and then we got the Keeg Talks. The Keeg Talks is every weekend. We talk about a new topic every week. Uh, this Monday, we will be talking about Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which just finished their season one. Ooh, so amazing. You know, um, we're going to we're gonna be talking about that on Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, be- you know. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, that's pretty much it definitely stay tuned we're going to be going to different conventions and stuff so emerald city comic-con is coming up at the end of february i believe so uh i will be going to that uh other than that that's pretty much it thank you once again aaron for coming on the show and being an awesome guest and uh thank you everybody out there for watching and or listening once again i am your host dimitri Pereira, and this has been uh the first ever episode of state of x a monthly mutant examination Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Super fast, gotta beat the boss and get the loot, cause it's the king.